and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Shadowcast, episode 25. I'm Whiskey Neon, joined this evening with Black Math. Hey. Oz. Say, uh, say hi, Oz. Uh, hello. Uh, Rainmaker. Greetings. Mr. Chin. Hello, hello. Wirefall. Get out of my house. <laughs> and Garrett. I like your house. It's <laughs> a cool it. house. What's up? So, uh, just as a, a quick way to kick it off on the way over here, uh, uh, Garrett was following me to the lab, and uh, I look behind me, and the lights just turn up from a police car, and then he gets pulled over, so I'm just laughing my ass off and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, and if I was responsible for you getting pulled over, but that wasn't the case, was it? Uh, that was not the case, um... So, uh, yeah, the, the cop had seen my registration sticker, uh, and, and it's, um, uh, anachronistic, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was from another time, not, not steampunk year. sticker. <laughs> it's, it's what? Steampunk sticker. Steampunk sticker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I wanted a free year of state registration and I got it. And a few months still, and uh, or a month after that, and then uh, from behind he saw my um, registration sticker out. Somehow I have no clue how that would have been, but um, plate scanners. Yeah. No, I, I, yes, that was. Sorry, the humor doesn't translate well. The the way anyway, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, license plate reader clearly because he was behind me, wasn't anywhere where he possibly could have seen that. And, uh, yeah, so, um, he was cool, though. He was a nice cop. Um, I, he, 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 he came up and, and, uh, he's like, hey, uh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, uh, uh hi. Um, and, uh, he, <laughs> he laughed and said, like, well, your registration sticker's out. <clears throat> what was, what was that? Registration sticker's out. And, um, I was like, I got no excuse for that. And he kind of laughed. He's like, really? Why? And I was like, well, I, yeah. Okay. And then that was it. Yeah. It was. It was so stupid. But um, yeah, really, I made it. So. So how much yeah. did that free year cost you? Uh, I don't know yet. Um, I don't know yet. I'm hoping free. <laughs> but I expect that it will be more than free. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, did anything cool happen to anyone else this past week? All right, well, no, we live the most exciting lives, I guess. <laughs> we have uh, at the house as well as the uh, distinguished whiskey neon, and are you just going, Garrett? I, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the acacia strain is currently staying here, so that's been yeah. fun for today. What genre of metal are they? Subgenre? Uh, hardcore. Oh, okay. Yeah, more hardcore. Oh. They uh, they go by the tagline, the most negative band in the world. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like something Mr. Chin could relate to. <laughs> uh, my town is being ravaged by bed bugs at the moment. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I feel sorry for you. Uh, is that a euphemism or is there actual bed bugs? No, that's a, that's a real thing. I live in the middle of the Rocky Mountains in nowhere. And uh, yeah, pretty much everybody has bed bugs. Uh, With the exception uh, of me at the moment. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, last week, oh, go ahead. Go on. No, no, no. Go for it. As I say, last weekend I went to uh, 
Lake Whitney and uh, came back with chiggers. Chiggers suck. Yeah. Got to be careful about how you pr- pronounce that. You got to... <laughs> Gotta make sure that they- it, it, it's the soft A chiggas chiggas. <laughs> oh god! Uh, <laughs> so that covers with Mr. Chin. I, I, you know, are you going to tell people about how you had that really cool thing happen the other day? Uh, um, how I? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I want to know what happened. Uh, it's not something for the listeners to hear. <laughs> yeah, it involves something. Me from actually school. having a life and going out and doing things. Yeah, see that's the, the listeners would never believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, well, I guess to, before we can get started, we actually. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Yeah. Anyways, uh, before we kick things off, <laughs> we've got an email from a uh, listener. It's zero cool four twenty from Dayton, Ohio. Writes to us, "Hey guys, love the show. You guys are awesome. Zandybot is my favorite person on the show. <laughs> I've got one question. How did you guys get your handles? I'm really curious." Hugs and kisses, zero cool four twenty, and so pretty much know how they got their handle. Yeah, yeah, zero cool four twenty. <laughs> uh, they watch hackers and they and they are Christian, so that's where the four twenty comes. <laughs> oh <from>. yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's from the book of Cannabis four twenty, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and his name was Snoop Dogg. Uh, so the uh, how did we get our handles, Black Math? Uh, I think we've kind of covered this in some regard, but how'd you get your handle, Black Man? He's an online generator. <laughs> nice. Well, that's one way of getting one. Um, Rainmaker, how did you get yours? Uh, I didn't uh, create it. It was given to me. Um, uh, As the best handles are. Yes. Yeah. VP gave it to me because I came in and uh, restored a, a sip trunk at the last minute during the a data center cut over and saved the day, and so he called me Rainmaker ever since. Oh, that's actually pretty badass. Uh, Oz, how did you get yours? I used a SIP trunk online generator. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's seen Mr. Chin in person, they would already know how he got his. <laughs> um... Uh, I know for uh, myself, it was just uh, like whiskey, and then neon sounds cool to put onto it, and that's all I could come up with for a handle, and so that's where mine came from. And then, of course, your your alter ego for when you're going completely... Yeah, when I'm completely off the grid, it's bourbon xenon. Uh, when, I'm at, <laughs> when I'm going after the jester in the dark webs... Um, and Wirefall, where, where'd you get yours? Uh, it's just a simple spoonerism of firewall. So okay. my background is wireless. Uh, I was in security and uh, it seemed to fit. Yeah. And Garrett, where did you get your handle? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before they had the online generators, there were these uh, books that they would sell to, to mothers-to-be. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, I don't know if I don't know if they just roll dice like I do, uh, making passwords, or if it was just kind of like, oh, that one sounds nice, or, or what. But um, yeah, it means like warrior or cool dude or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's an appropriate handle. There well, you go. Since we've got all of our uh, housekeeping done, why don't we move into the first segment of the show? Now it's time for the feed. Okay, put a fork in them, folks. May 18th. Remember that day. They are done. The dirty bastards that brought you Alpha and Tesla Crypt are no more. The folks behind Tesla Crypt ver- or the Tesla Crypt variant ransomware have closed up shop. Researchers at Bleeping Computer noticed Tesla Crypt Tesla Crypt was being ramped down in lieu of the more popular ransomware du jour Crypt XXX. Uh, a re- researcher from EST simply got on the Tesla Crypt support site chat and asked for the master key. Shortly thereafter, he was given the following message. Project closed. Master key for decrypt followed by the master key. Wait for people make universal decrypt software. We are sorry. What I find interesting here is that CryptXXX is actually an inferior ransomware variant compared to TeslaCrypt. TeslaCrypt has evolved since its early days of uh, a small target scope and symmetric key encryption. CryptXX, on the other hand, has been broken twice uh, and in rather quick time, I might add. Uh, who knows what we're going to see next in this ransomware drama and evolution. Uh, you think we'll see more variants popping up or more shutting down? Oz, Garrett, what do you guys think? I think Tesla Clit's a great name for a uh, ransomware. <laughs> I can uh, That's Yeah. I really hope the next one I mean, um, good, it's gone, but I mean that's just that's just one drop in a, a never ending stream of this bullshit and uh So is, is Edison Crypt still going? <laughs> is Edison Crypt ah nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I right now we're gonna see a lot of them. I mean, what are they sorry for, right? Like, what is it sorry, like, sorry, uh, sorry we were bad guys, or, like, sorry we didn't screw you more? Like, what? Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry? Yeah. Like, they suddenly, you know, gained some sense of uh, conscience or something. I, I don't know. They were probably 16 years old and got in trouble. Oh, and yeah. their parents are like, you better say you're sorry. Do you and think you did? You, you, you was was these... mom standing over them when they wrote the email? You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, we're the hacker. Sorry, we're researchers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Well, along the same lines of things going the way of the dodo, uh, Krebs reports that Microsoft has decided to pull the plug on Wi-Fi Sense on Windows 10. The folks at Red- yeah, I know. The folks in Redmond have actually pulled the feature that's embedded in Win 10 that allows the sharing of access to Wi-Fi networks to which you can connect with any of the contacts that you may have listed on Outlook, Skype, or optionally even Facebook to boot. Um, Wi-Fi Sense doesn't share your Wi-Fi network password per se, but what it shares is an encrypted version of that password. Um, but it does allow anybody on your Skype, Outlook, Hotmail, Facebook contact lists to basically just walk right into your network. Uh, should they ever even wander within range of your visit or your house or whatever. Um, or you could just hop on from 100 yards away using a good old Yagi antenna. 
So uh, John Zorabedian from Sophos mentioned a, an interesting thing about Wi-Fi Sense, um, that they don't actually have your actual password, just authorization to add, use the Wi-Fi Sense service to supply it on their behalf. So if you change your uh, SSID password um, down the line, it wouldn't keep anybody out. Wi-Fi Sense would just learn the new password and directly supply it to them in the future. So... This feature created a, a pretty big stir when it was first announced last summer when Windows 10 came about uh, over issues regarding security and privacy, and honestly, it's rightfully so. Um, Microsoft didn't mention the privacy or security concerns raised by Wi-Fi since when they made the announcement to shut it down, uh, saying that only the feature was being removed because it was expensive to maintain and that a uh, few Windows 10 users were actually taking advantage of it. So in other news, Windows no, 10 users mean. might actually have some common sense after all. So anyway, Whiskey, what do you, what's your take on this? Do you think Microsoft actually understood the security ramifications of Wi-Fi Sense, or do you think they legitimately just pulled the plug due to fiscal reasons? I think they just did it because uh, it's a shitty idea, and this isn't a good corporate play at all, and that's their bread and butter is enterprise. I mean, holy shit. Uh, the idea of this is just idiotic. Uh, I mean, maybe if you could share it with a contact, just auto-magically doing it, that's just really fucking stupid. It should have never been done. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, some of the shit that you see that happened in Windows 10 is really cool, and then a lot of it's like... Okay, you know what I mean? So Yeah, you should you should have to go and physically push that button on the router like good old Yeah, <laughs> security. like good old days. <laughs> back when it was secure. But no, now it's uh, no, I'm glad they did it because that's just an unnecessary thing. Although I'm not happy in the sense of where that would be awesome to use against people. So I'm conflicted. I am I'm, I'm I'm sure the uh, the uh, NSA FBI are really disappointed that that's gone. Yeah, because I'm sure it's totally gone for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I think just telemetry I, data, right? I kind of, I, I kind of think maybe part of the issue here is that it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a single group or if it's like everybody, maybe who average together, everybody's a feeling the sentiment on Wi-Fi because, on the one hand, you know, you want it to be this little fortress of your own home network that you know nobody else can get in, and it's just you and like a few people you get the password to, and then on the other hand. I want ubiquitous Wi-Fi everywhere. I don't mean ubiquity. I mean ubiquitous yeah. Wi-Fi everywhere, right? And and it's just it's this ether of net, you know, an ether net, right? Of right. of wireless all over the well, place. Well, it's very different. Like I, I I can see having an open wireless section that gets you internet. The problem is that that's people... different than my internal wireless network where I'm not going to give you access. Right, and and people. And I guess I guess the average Joe who would be probably unwittingly using this feature hasn't set up you know that kind of segmentation on a network, and and they're not they're not in it for the you know free love Wi-Fi thing that I am. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, and I and maybe maybe somebody at Microsoft kind of had that half baked idea and like oh well let's kind of make ubiquitous Wi-Fi for people and your friends and kind of like a I don't know air quotes web of trust type thing, but it. Just didn't trust. trust my friends. A web of, yeah. Well, like, yeah. But that's the half. That's the part that wasn't baked. That's the other half, right? But the baked part is, it is cool to be able to say, "Hey, whiskey, if you ever come to my house, you'll have Wi-Fi automatically." That's I understand the intention there, but it's, 
It's yeah, just uh, use WPS and I will. It's, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I no. I don't. I don't. Do, we no. That is not allowed in my household. Um, but uh, yeah. It, I mean, I. I think. I guess what I'm saying is, you. Not to defend Microsoft, but I understand the intention. But as with lots of things they do, it's a terrible implement, implementation and is the wrong way to go. Yeah. You know. But I think with their whole concept of this convergence. Uh, philosophy one os all devices yeah maybe they were trying to you know make it more seamless and easy to use i get the point it's just the fitting the whole purpose of having you know just because i have someone on my contact list doesn't mean that okay if if people have me on their contact list they definitely right. do not and want that's, me exactly. that's, my it, is it really is it really that that blunt it is it, it, it is nothing more like there's no more granular control to like hey this is a group of people in my contacts list who i want to have that access or it's just if they're on my contacts list they get it can we because that's that would be an important uh, distinction i mean it's you know i'm still gonna say it's stupid because i'm supposed to but you know um I have no idea because that would I don't be... have that shit enabled on my Windows 10 well, machine. And that's the, exactly the point is I don't think any of us were stupid enough to implement it in the first place. So we don't really have a whole lot of a ground to stand on to talk about the different configurations and settings that they might have. The, yeah. the whole basis is it was a stupid concept from the get-go and I'm glad it's gone. Okay, oh, this is agreed. where it says Wi-Fi Sense. Sign in with your Microsoft account to use Wi-Fi Sense. Wi-Fi Sense connects you to suggested Wi-Fi hotspots and to Wi-Fi networks that your contacts share with you. By using Wi-Fi Sense, you agree that it can use your location. Remember, not all Wi-Fi networks are secure. So it has an option here to uh, connect to suggested open hotspots, connect to networks shared by my contacts. So I'm wondering if, uh, if this is something you can mainly share or not. One interesting thing I just noticed is that you can use a random MAC address uh, it built into Windows 10. It's got a uh, Mac that's address. Nice. Now, see, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's a good cool. thing, right? But, yeah. but that's, but you know, I, I guess if even even if they do implement it to where you can make it, you know, like this is somebody I can share with, and th these are people I hate and don't want to share with them, right? Uh, that should be immediately obvious from reading this, you know, write up on how this thing works. Like, oh yeah, you oh, you pick who. If, if it were me, and I again, I would never implement this because it's stupid. But yeah. if it were me and I wanted to be stupid, I would say, look, um, you share with who you want to share and nobody else. Like, that would be the first sentence in that thing, but there yeah. wasn't any of that. It's like, hey, let's connect everything and don't worry about it. Well, see, one thing about this, though, is you can only use this if you sign in with your Microsoft yeah. account. And if if you're using Windows 10, like, I have to use it for AV stuff, and so I don't log for in with AV my Microsoft For the AV stuff you've account. chosen to use. What? For the AV stuff you've chosen to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a purpose thing. But the the Wi-Fi sense or any of that stuff, I have to log in with my Microsoft account. I didn't do that. I'm never going to do that. That's that's like the most idiotic thing. But so many features of Windows 10 get turned on by logging in, and you have so many more features by doing that. So I don't know. It's just a way that I'm glad it's... Uh, going away it, it raymaker you said it was is it shut off or they're going to be shutting it off it's going to be shut off and a windows update i'm sure it probably will be that's really the only way that these guys can push or remove code right well well it's relying <laughs> on your on the cloud surface that would pair it so i don't know maybe they could 
the checkbox can still be on, but the feature just doesn't, you know, offer it. That's true. Um, I'm sure there's more detail from the Microsoft announcement. I honestly just took this from Krebs, so. Okay. Well, cool. All right. So, uh, following the Microsoft theme here, um, found out about a, a Microsoft knowledge base article, an issue, um, titled high CPUs used by taskhost.exe when Windows 8.1 username contains the string user. So in other words, if you uh, create a user in Windows 8.1 that has the word user in it, you're going to see random CPU spikes and high CPU usage. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, oh, that's that just is, funny. That has got to be so exploitable. What? Yeah. yeah All right, so, so how can we use this? <laughs> All I know is like a lot of organizations do QA testing and half their users that are created as part of that are called test user, user one, user four. So that probably invalidates a lot of QA testing. Wait, so what that means (laughs) is that the product that goes to market is going to be faster than they, than they designed it for, right? Good point. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody tell them. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty funny, uh, little tidbit. Uh, in other news, um, there's apparently an app that lets you find anyone's social profile just by taking their photo. An app called FindFace, developed by, of course, the Russians, um, allows you to take a picture of somebody and it matches them to a uh, profile on the Russian social network V. What's called VK now, but it used to be called yeah. VContact. It's like the Russian Facebook. It looks exactly the same as Facebook did like with 10 more, years ago. With more porn, apparently. It says they, they have a very, <laughs> very high tolerance and, for porn. And dash cams. <laughs> <laughs> and Tesla Crypt. And, and DOS <laughs> attacks, actually. Um, anyway, this... Uh, app actually has a very high percentage uh, accuracy rate. They claim 70% success rate of any picture taken. Um, Looks like some researchers looked into the claims and actually it was Kaspersky and 90% of the photos they took uh, had successful and accurate matches. So the company is actually being contacted by police and other law enforcement agencies about their facial recognition technology. Oh, what a great business model. It's like, uh, so they, you know, Facebook's got that built in. Google has it built in. Everybody in Russia just needs to walk around with Putin masks. <laughs> <laughs> or change all their social media pictures to, like, their butts. <laughs> <laughs> then there'll be butt recognition. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most impressive technology that mankind would have ever created, butt recognition. Wow. I think it's built into most Xerox copiers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So with this application, um, you know, with VK, you know, that's like the the uh, social network for Russia. Uh, and, and they said 90% and they're claiming 70%. Looking at the reviews on the Google Play Store for this application, the ones that I can actually understand... Uh, <laughs> Are, uh, are 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 pretty positive. Uh, the one that I would like to point out that's pretty great is I can't read anything 
It looks like it's written in a Salvic language. I'm installing because it has in-app purchases, and I don't want to accidentally buy stuff. By stuff. Dot dot dot. Very stupid. Well, the best part is uh, the company advertises this as a dating app. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck yes, <laughs> yes. That is the best. Oh. I tip my hat to them. That is incredible. So, uh, so how how does the person in real life getting a picture taken look anything like their dating app picture? Because nobody uses. Well, it's for social media, so it's going to be more reflective of what you actually look like because other people will post you. Yeah. Uh, so if you want better accuracy, you're supposed to hold your phone upwards and point it at a downward angle. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that got that. Yeah, I just, yeah. Thanks for MySpace maker. angle. Thanks. The MySpace angle. I didn't get it until I physically had my hand above my head and saw the angle. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, one thing about this, though, like Google, Google Photos app is insane uh, because what it does is you say you have all these pictures uh, that you've uploaded to Google Photos, right? You upload all these photos and... It'll actually group uh, pictures together by an individual. It may not say that they know who that person is. It'll just be individual one, individual two, ind individual three. But you click on it, and it's got all of that person's, uh, with the facial recognition, all their pictures grouped together. And if they're a Google Plus friend, it'll actually tie that to their Google Plus account. Like, you know, it'll know who it is. And uh, that's a very convenient feature if you're trying to find a picture with you and one of your friends <clears throat> but it's extremely terrifying that it's so good at what it does and so, so what i think is more interesting about google photo uh what i think is more interesting about google photo beyond just the recognition software for faces is that with the myriad of different types of photos i'm taking i can think about a set of photos and think about keywords that might describe those photos that might have been taken two years ago and using keywords that I just come up with I can type those into Google photos and it will then return those photos that I'm actually thinking of like nine times out of ten like if you type bridge it'll come up with yeah. pictures of bridges that you took <clears throat> like like bridge or if I type like Dick. star you know, it's like, yeah. So, Wait, let like, me try this real quick. <laughs> ATM. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a small search result. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thumbnail? Oh no. <laughs> but see, hey, there, there is a fundamental flaw in that that whole program. Um, you actually have to have friends that use Google Plus. You know, there's not a whole lot of people out there that use that anymore, right? No, but yeah, like, not many. So, like, what's super interesting for me is like I spend a lot of my days out of the year uh, snow skiing, and I can actually think about different types of terrain that I ski through, and then type that into Google Photos, and it will return the different types of photos that were taken in specific terrain settings. Wow! Whoa, that's yeah. that's pretty searched, cool. I searched for dick and penis and found nothing. But uh, it did group all of Mr. Chin's photos together, which makes me smile. <laughs> no, no, this is the best thing. So for people who don't know, when we were at Freak Nick, um, uh, uh, Black Math and I actually changed the wallpaper for the business center 
to a selfie that Mr. Chin took when he was in high school that was on MySpace. And so his... The, the, Are the you desktop, talking about the elevator one? The elevator one? What? Were you in an elevator? It's like Difford's entrance It, it might have been after high school. That was, that was not in high school. You had a beard. Okay. Yeah, true. Oh, true. Uh, I, I just always envision you with a beard. Sorry. But, uh... Yeah, this is you in an elevator. It's a picture on a desktop. And that was actually... So it's a picture of a monitor that with the wallpaper was set as him. And that's showing up through the facial recognition. That's some, <laughs> like, meta shit right there. I, I wonder if I search for Justin Bieber, if it'll show up these pictures of you pissed off with Justin Bieber <laughs> on it. Nope, nope. It's not that good, damn it. All right. Anyways. Uh, Garrett, you were showing me something. Yeah, um, so there's a thing called CV Dazzle, like uh, Charlie Victor Dazzle. And uh, what it is, if it's it's the most cyberpunk shit that, or it's, it's up there. Uh, it's really cool looking, um, but it basically, it's, it's doing your makeup, um, you know, because we all wear makeup, uh, or, and your hair in such a way that it, it, it confuses uh, facial recognition software. It's, it's kind of neat. They got some pictures of models that have, uh, you know, have like weird looking face paint. And it, it actually kind of looks like it looks right. It just looks kind of, they look kind of off, but, but kind of neat too. And uh, I don't know how well it works though. Yeah, I've heard about that. It actually doesn't confuse the facial recognition software. It just makes it think everybody's David Bowie. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I... Yeah. No, I, I'm not fine if David Bowie's walking the street right now. <laughs> yeah, it's zombie apocalypse. I, you know what? What? So, what if? Who do you think they're looking for right now with facial recognition software? Like, is there? Do you think they're like some people that are tagged to like if they show up on a street cam somewhere that it'll, like, I mean, should should we be wearing a, like a Snowden mask or something? I mean, yeah, they know where he is, yeah. so it probably wouldn't be him. But let's say like certain there, I'm sure there are certain people that are being tracked with facial recognition that they're watching for and once those people come out you know so if you want to get yourself swatted you know on the street and 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 want to you know have like five or six seconds of laughing at the cops before they (laughs) tackle you i that could be a fun thing to do right i mean like go and like get like wear get everybody to wear uh, i am snowden i am snowden (laughs) hi hi i'm snowden you know or or just or or just you know make masks that look like an uncanny resemblance to wanted criminals, right? I mean, that, that could be fun. All right, that's it. I'm going to change all my social media profile pictures to Mr. Chin. <laughs> there you go. There you go, yeah. So what's your next uh, topic there? Um, I think that was all I had. Oh, okay. Well, I've got uh, oh. one. It seems like... Oh, Actually, up? there was one more, but... Uh... I'll just bring it up and everybody can just talk about it. Our uh, old buddy Tavis at uh, Google Project oh, Zero yeah. uh, stumbled upon a, a nice old vulnerability in the semantic antivirus engine, which is present in all of semantic antivirus products, <clears throat> um, including SEP, which is semantic endpoint protection, and Norton antivirus, uh, semantic email security, semantic scan engine. Anyway, it's the, uh, it's the AV engine and the the hilarious part is that you don't have to execute a file in order to exploit this it's simply the engine scanning the file so uh 
yeah, you, you don't you don't need to actually save the file to disk, or it's not doing a disk-based like uh, detection. It's as the engine is processing the file. So something as simple as sending an email or redirecting somebody to a download link, and it, you can exploit the vuln. Man, and it's ring zero. Right? Yeah, it uh, it's because the AV engine resides in the Windows kernel. Um, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. So it executes uh, as an anti-authority system user, or on uh, Linux, uh, you uh, there's a heap overflow, and you and ex it executes as root. That is probably the best find he has ever found to date. I mean, literally, like he should have just man, like I know Google's paying him really well, but you know how much fucking money he could have made off of this if he sold it to the Russians. I mean. The RBN would love to have that. That's all I can say. Oh, and his his commentary, as usual, is uh, is on point. Like you know, with w yeah. WTFs, and this is the worst ever. You know, <laughs> I love his. That post. is the best. That's the best thing because everyone hates Jordan. They have for ever, and uh, then you have have like it literally is fucking you. Like, oh, that was malicious. You know, it's a little sketchy. Let me run my AV real quick before I run it. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, Google Project Zero gives people thirty or gives uh, vendors thirty days to fix their code before they actually make the uh, the, the bug submission public. So he did work with Symantec, and so the day that it it became open to the public, Symantec was rolling out uh, a patch in their live update. Um, however, if you look at his Twitter account. He's posting about a huge vulnerability in Semantic and laughing about it many, many days before it went public <laughs> <laughs> with some screenshots, but they're, they're, they're a little hard to make out. So I didn't really look into them too much to see if you could have ascertained like what the issue was before it was made public. But he definitely, definitely, definitely likes a tweet before, uh, before disclosure. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, you can uh, view the bug report by going to tinyurl.com slash Mr. Chin Face Swap. <laughs> nice. So uh, this past week, uh, it was revealed that from the 2012 LinkedIn breach, these passwords are now being uh, dumped and they're out in the wild now. And that is uh, 164.5 million uh email addresses were involved but weird enough it had uh 177.5 million unsalted sha1 password hashes uh -huh. so it's a little it's a little uneven number there uh but what's funny about this is that there was 61 million uh unique hashes so a lot of people using the same fucking password uh, so LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, that's actually, uh, yeah, that's the second most common password the... is LinkedIn. Um, the, the most common one. Yeah. The most common one, uh, with 1.1, 1. 1, uh, reuse a uh, 1.1 million, uh, reuses was one, two, three, four, five, six was the most common password followed by LinkedIn followed by password followed by the really actually surprisingly secure password of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Whoa. 
followed by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then, as you can imagine, it just keeps going down. Uh, sunshine was extremely common. Kind of surprising. Um, yeah, and then Maggie. Does M-A-G-G-I-E, Maggie, does that have any significance? I mean, it's one of the most... Well, at, at some point, you could also look at it like there could be a... So let's say there was a pool of passwords that were for people that in general do it right um you're still gonna have a but they're but they're not like randomly generating them right they're doing it well that's not right but you know what i mean um you you're always gonna have like a list of the most common ones when there's anything other than like a perfectly normal distribution and the fact that you're seeing maggie i don't it you could you could look at it as that's a really common password or you could look at it as you're already maybe this group of people was actually somewhat decent, and it didn't take you that long to get to the less common passwords. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But you're what? Right. So, what percentage of people had Maggie as a password? You there know? was, uh, well, yeah, you see, thirty thousand nine hundred seventy-two. So uh, not, that's it, not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot out of one hundred sixty something million. And, and it could be a group like the Russian Business Network that has a whole bunch of uh, oh, yeah, profiles bots. on their end use yeah. use all the same password. True. So, so does this does this uh, dump? Uh, I mean, like. Is it, are the passwords linked to the emails? And is there a torrent link? Or? Yeah, yeah. This was actually the dude who, who announced this said it was uh, shared with uh, a bunch of Russians for years. And so the value of this, of course, is just some the people who are using the same username and password that they have for fucking Everything. four years at least. Yeah. Uh, and LinkedIn has sent out an email everyone encouraging everyone to change their password and they did back in their original breach uh but there's going to be a lot of people who still use it that there are uh yeah you, the the email address is tied to uh the passwords uh for whatever reason there's more passwords than email addresses but that could just be because of whoever has leaked this didn't have the complete database but Princess is up in the top, mm-hmm. and that was a, a top one in a lot of these lists, which it was really a high up there on uh, the Ashley Madison dump as well. But uh, yeah, Core Logic did a breakdown of all of that. It's pretty cool, worth checking out. Um, and it seems like almost every week we're talking <laughs> about this website, but Pornhub. <laughs> um, a uh, hacker called uh, Revolver said that he hacked Pornhub and he was showing screenshots and he said that he would give you a shell for just a thousand bucks. But uh, he was just scamming the fuck out of people because that was all not true at all. Uh, if you are a reader on the Reddit website, then um, more than likely you have seen stories from Pornhub over the years. And Kate from Pornhub uh, comes in and comments and is a big part of the community. Like, Kate from Pornhub, I don't even know who the fuck this woman is, but she has been a member of Reddit and has always commented on uh, Pornhub-related things. And she commented that this is complete bullshit, whatever. Uh, Pornhub came out and said officially that there was no, no breach. This was all bullshit. That actually, Kate was saying on Reddit that their team was just sitting there staring at these screenshots saying, what fucking server is this? This doesn't look like any of her (laughs) shit. Uh, And then it it comes out to actually uh, just be a hoax. And 
Uh, it was good timing for the guy, you know, because they just did the bug bounty. Yeah. And then this guy's offering shells for a thousand bucks, and he was able to get a few suckers. Uh, so kudos to Revolver for bullshitting yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. I just read on Slashdot today as well that uh, Pornhub just released a workout video. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is exactly what you would expect, um, and that you're supposed to hump along. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it goes through all these positions, and, and uh, they have an app, evidently, that'll track your fitness. Oh, this, and I it, love this. And it, it, it's, it says things like, uh, oh, what was it? It was like, you're the gymnastiest, and stuff like that to you. <laughs> As you earn badges or whatever they're Does called. Does it have like a like a heart rate monitor built into a flashlight? <laughs> no, but I, I guess they said something about a, a a thing that would attach your phone to your uh, your body so that it would more accurately gauge your I don't know. Well, for heart rate, that's what you, you're you're supposed to be like a, a chest strap thing. Okay. But I didn't know if, if if it was like a more targeted type of fitness, and they wanted to, you know, <laughs> bone your ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exercise. <laughs> Exercising, I like that, yeah. Um, I, well, I was trying to find that article at the last minute, and so I googled Pornhub hacked, and the top result is hacked porn videos at Pornhub.com, porn. which is That's... like basically some shit that hasn't been DMCA'd from the fappening. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd add that in there. I thought it was funny that there was a genre of poured on Pornhub that was for hacked videos. But that's all the news I have. Uh, Oz, do you have any news? <laughs> Alright, how about you, Mr. Chin? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, sorry. I, I was going through my uh, old photos of Black Math. Uh, <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> well, at yeah. least you know who he is now. So, uh, to, a few days ago in Florida, a woman went to the hospital with a dead shark still attached to her arm. Uh, a turtle survived flying through a Florida woman's windshield in real life, game of Mario Kart. And Florida man wakes up from a month-long coma, immediately demands Taco Bell. Well, thank you. That You're doing it in the wrong segment, but I appreciate it. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'll mute myself and go back to uh, photos of black math. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to run well, out of Kleenex soon. <laughs> uh, no, where's I just, the air horn when I need it? No, I got. Uh, I have an actual air horn. <laughs> that would that would wake everybody. That was a, I yeah. actually got really enthralled by Google Photos and then found this cache of black math all all in my Google, and so I've just sort of been enamored for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> if, all right. if you're fapping to my pictures while I'm fapping to your pictures, does that mean we're in a relationship? I just don't understand no, how it just I have, means you're upset, guess. I just don't understand how I have pictures of like your entire family on my Google my Google account. <laughs> you creepy motherfucker. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, so um you know, we were talking about the facial recognition earlier. Yeah. Um I, I have I have I have no memory, so I, I went back to the privacy subreddit to, to try to jog my memory of, of stuff I'd seen. And, uh, you know, there's one that 
talks about how it, uh, the, that the British law enforcement uh, are wanting to start using like a uh, facial facial recognition at um, at music festivals, concerts, <clears throat> big venues, things like that, uh, seeking to identify people who are wanted for crimes. So uh, maybe if this takes on in the U.S., we can look at the like like I said, I mean the most wanted list and uh, dress up for Halloween a little bit early and go and and uh, have a have a free van ride. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Party van all the way. So that sounds fun. So oh, I, there we go. I think I remember reading that article, and it was originally associated with like Glastonbury in England, and then yeah, uh, it says Britain. Yeah. So and then I grew up uh, near a, a really large North American festival site, and there's been talk about uh, implementing some of those technologies at that festival, which is super creepy. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Considering what the festival is and how many people go to it. Exactly, yeah. And the other thing is is there's like serious like bottlenecks in the festival where they would have no problem uh, being able to identify uh, based on photo recognition like 120,000 people because they have to go through certain points of access every single day at certain points in the day and there would be a massive collection going on at each of those points. Yep. That's actually a festival in which there's probably a lot of dudes – and dudettes who have warts out for their arrest for drug-related crimes. All, all, all the juggalos would be safe, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, and and speaking of loud music and, and people on drugs, uh, I know that they're also wanting to start putting uh, facial recognition technology onto the dart here in Dallas, onto the, the commuter rail. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't know how much I can speak to the... All I can say is that... Uh, I know somebody who is looking into that to see kind of the, the why and the how. Uh, I don't want to say more than that because I don't know if it could impact that said looking into it. But uh, it's I mean it's above board and everything. But I hope to have news on that eventually. But the <clears throat> said looking into it has has been delayed by people outside of uh, our control. But um, yes, that'll be fun. Dart. Um, yeah, yeah. Cameras and facial recognition and eventually it's going to get to the point where the only privacy you have is inside your own head, you know, because I mean, until that's hacked. Well, until, yeah, I mean, it's good. That's going to be the last, the last battle. Right. But you know, uh, when, when, when it costs like a fraction of a penny to put a drone in the air that can stay up for weeks and has high definition, you know, cameras and and all this, and and they're, they're all meshed together and they're all going to some central database somewhere or a few databases and, I mean, that's, that's, it, I mean, I don't know, uh, when, when it's basically dust, I know people have talked about this, like, this is a thing, yeah. you know, they want to do the same thing with space probes, you know, little, like a, a dust thing, just tons of little cheap chips, basically, and I mean, at some point, um, I mean, I, I hope that the physical limits for imaging or battery technology or something like that, I mean, each of those things is awesome in its own right, and I hope that it, it goes, uh, you know, that, that that technology develops, but uh, as it does, I, I really... I'm really concerned that, like, the second you step out, from the second you step outside your house to the, the second you come back in, you know, your your location privacy, you, you can leave your phone home all you want. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, but it... Don't say that to Tinker. He'll oh, have an aneurysm. Yeah. Why? How? Oh, just... He's paranoid. On, on the privacy front as well, one other news story, um, ISIS Agora Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. The yeah. tour project. Yeah. The tour project uh, just fled to Germany because of the threat of a... Uh, uh, FBI subpoena 
that uh, I guess has been out there since late 2015. But yeah, they she's just, been fighting it. She's been fighting it, but they they want to speak with her without her lawyer, which basically means she's concerned they're, they'll compel her to uh, subvert Tor and be gag ordered not to disclose it. Can an individual be NSL'd? I'm sure. Oh man, I would love to be NSL'd. That'd be so, that would be so entertaining. And like they were gonna have to have warrant canary watches, where it's just yeah. like does. The Canary app. <laughs> yeah. The Canary app, yes. There a social go. network for privacy freaks. We should all just have, like, a canary flag outside of our house, and, like, as long as the flag is flying, you know, you know we're good. But when you drive by my house one day and, and, and there's no canary flag, and you see me with that kind of, like, wave at yeah. you with that, like, 100 miles, you know, 100-yard stare and, like, a, doing the little peace sign hidden kind of thing. You know, Last you know the, time that happened... Uh, in the U.S., it was called the Confederate flag, and that doesn't end up too well. Uh, so, yeah. Unless you're in southern Oklahoma, in which everyone has one on their fucking pickup truck. But, uh, that aside. Uh, it's really fucked what they're doing to, uh, to, the, to ISIS. I hate the way... I know, that's what they're, that's what they're doing to ISIS. Mi- <laughs> Ms. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Can we, from now on, so from now on, the, the, the terrorist group is Daesh, right? And uh, the ISIS, there's ISIS, the, the tour developer, and then ISIS, the post-metal band. And yes. then ISIS, the, the intelligence agency. From Archer. Archer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so many Daesh, great things being being ruined by these these, these jerks. But, but I will say this. There have been some amazing, amazing EDM remixes of their, um, their hymns that have come out. I played one on an episode of Shattercast oh, a while back. Called Alu Snackbar, if you look it up. <laughs> that DJ Daesh or however the fuck you say DJ that. Daesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta make a note of this. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but e- uh, except EDM, I don't really care for EDM. But but maybe in this you, context, you'll I like would. this. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So that's I guess everything with the feed this evening, and so we'll move on to our favorite segment of the show, straight out of Florida. Lights and sirens, Boca police say that man robbed Uber driver and threatened to infect him with HIV. (laughs) A 30-year-old man armed with a syringe threatened to infect an Uber driver with HIV, then stole his wallet, cell phone, and car keys late Friday, Boca Raton police say. Matthew Stephen Francis remains in the Palm Beach County Jail as of Tuesday morning on charges of robbery, kidnapping, and criminal transmission of HIV, <laughs> although it isn't clear whether the virus was actually transmitted. The Uber driver stopped at a 7-Eleven on Palmetto Road, or, uh, sorry, on Palmetto Park Road just before midnight at the request of a rider, according to the arrest report. While the rider was in 7-Eleven, Francis jumped into the Uber driver's vehicle and held up a syringe, police say. Francis allegedly threatened to infect the driver with HIV if he didn't comply with his orders. He then ordered the man to drive to the east of the 7-Eleven and forced him to hand over his wallet, cell phone, and car keys, the report says. Francis fled the area on foot. Police later found him based... Uh, found him based... The dis- this was written by Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> Police later found him based on the description given by the Uber driver. Francis was sweating profusely 
and told officers he was running from a dog because he was scared, the report says. <laughs> officers searched Francis and found the victim's wallet and the syringe. Francis told police he had used heroin, crack cocaine, and crystal meth throughout the day before the robbery. Holy shit! According to the report. Probably does have HIV. <laughs> yeah. Francis faced a judge for a bond hearing Sunday morning. Bond was set at $60,000. This is Florida Man news from Shadowcast. There we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good old Florida man. So if you were confronted with a Florida man with a needle that he said was HIV. What else is in it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Could well, just be a syringe. Maybe some heroin. Well, yeah. is that that bad of a... Yeah, that's you a just left that arm. You just go, I already got it. Yeah, yeah. Pop it in the microwave. Thank you, Florida man. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I guess now we can move into the main topic of our show, or what we like to call your mom. Come one, come all. Engaging your mom in three, two, one. Activate. From ISIS to cheese pizza, you can participate and find anything you want on tour. A technology that was originally developed to make an advancement on mixed networks for the, well, at the U.S. Navy Research Center. And they finally realized, hey, this is great, but we can't just use this because then the only people who will use this are people in intelligence or in the military. So with a great partnership with the Electronic Frontier Foundation and a big release that continues to this day, we have the Tor Project. And... Tonight we have Garrett from the DFW Crypto Party to tell us why the fuck we should get out uh, and be a part of the Tor network and instead of just sitting back, downloading the Tor browser and cruising on the dark webs. So Garrett, uh, tonight at the Crypto Party, we uh, I went out there. You were you were teaching us on how to use a Raspberry Pi to set up a Tor relay. Um, so why, why, why do you think we should do that? What motivated you to tell us to do that? And and why is it a good idea? I guess I could first start by saying why I was motivated to do it. Um, and that is because, um, well, I love Tor, you know, and uh, I, I love what they're trying to do. Um, I, I want a, I want to a point, and I, I know that at the edge cases this may sound bad, but I kind of want that Wild West internet thing back. You know, I I like being able to go and say what I want and think what I want without having to worry about what my ISP is going to try to advertise to me, uh, you know, when I, when I send that over the wire or, you know, what my friends or colleagues might say when they see something I post. I'm like, oh, you better not say that. You're going to be, you're on the list now. Well, look, we're all on the list. There, there is no, there, there, we're all on the list. It's a matter of how high up you are. Yeah. Um, and so, screw it. You know, I I wanted to. I, I want to support Tor by by using it, and, that, and that's obviously how everybody gets started if they're using Tor. You know, they, they'll download the Tor browser. They might use Tails, and those are great things to do. Um, and even by just using them, by adding traffic to the Tor network and create helping create the noise that makes Tor what it is, um, you're helping. But uh, you know, to me, I think that. As with a lot of interests, you know, I'll go through a, I'll go through, um, you know, moods, uh, swings, not swings, but, uh, you know, for, for not mood swings, right? I'm not a, I'm not a postmenopausal woman here, but, but I mean, my, my girlfriend might tell you otherwise sometimes, but, um, no, I, I, I think 
I think that uh, at, at one at one point I just got pissed off, and that's what motivates me to. And that's that is one of the things that motivates me to do Crypto Party. You know, it's it's because I'm pissed off at what's going on. And um, so I got pissed off one day, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, I could go and pay to to host a relay, or I could donate to Tor, and and we have donated to Tor, and and everybody should. It's, it's a good thing to do. Torservers.net good thing to, to give money to it's a good organization from what i can tell i, have, I haven't done a lot with them but um you know i wanted to have some ownership and and have and have the you know uh i guess it was like a put up or shut up moment right you know but i i i, I can't go in and do crypto party and tell people hey tour is great use tour without saying oh and i'm running one at my house you know yeah uh because if it's as i mentioned earlier you know if it's a if it's a for it to be a truly decentralized network, we all, everybody who knows or cares what Tor is, should be running one of these in, in our you know, a non-exit relay, right? Yeah. In, a, in our house. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I especially, I, I, I yeah, yeah. Emphasis on non-exit, you know, unless you're really, really dedicated and, and awesome like that. And but, have um, good representation. And, and have, yeah, and have a lawyer on retainer or something. Or you have a roommate who decides <laughs> to do it, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Or or if if I did it and didn't realize that exit was the default yeah. for eight hours until I woke up the next morning and realized that my <laughs> oh, node was one of the more popular one of the more popular nodes, uh, I changed that pretty quick. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But didn't you tell me that, or uh, you, you talked about it, but you had told me before where your roommate. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I I worked I worked a retail job at the time, and uh, he, I was just getting off work, and I got a message on my phone that just said, "Running an exit node, YOLO." Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I knew what he meant, and I laughed my ass off. That was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard in my life. Ever. That was that was that is the favorite. That is the best text message I've ever received. Um, I got home and over the next couple weeks, I got banned from Wikipedia, Yelp, uh, 4chan, <laughs> and pretty much everything, right? Because my because my IP address was listed as an exit yeah. node, and um, and then he moved out and the place emptied out, and um, you know because that was kind of the yeah, they they were moving and uh, I had no internet access at all after that, so yeah. I hadn't thought of the ramifications of that. The same principles apply to because a lot of the libraries are doing that exit node thing. Right? Is it because of the relationship they have with an ISP compared to a consumer, or do they get blocked from from these? <sighs> oh God! Yeah. Maybe I see. I always thought yeah. it was like I always thought it was like because the feds wouldn't come up and suspect that some public library is distributing child porn. Yeah, that's the reason why I would want to set it up at a library. Right. Uh, you know, help that help that out so that. Because I would love to run an exit node. Am I going to get like visited by people that I've had visits with before? Fuck no. That was the worst day of my entire life. Well, and, well, and up there, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> and here's and here's the thing, you know. I mean, you can. There are. Uh, this is this is a few years ago. I was reading things online saying, "Look, run an exit. It's not. It's not a big deal. You'll get banned from stuff, but like, it's you know, unless some actual abuse happens and and it." You're probably fine, and you can set up. And inside Tor, you can set up a, a page that when somebody goes to your IP address via I don't know if it's if it's HTTP or HTTPS, but it'll pull up. A, you can set a page that says, "Hey, this is a Tor exit relay." Right. And so you're very forthcoming about this isn't like me. Um, but as I we kind of talked about at Crypto Party earlier, earlier that's there, I think this court is still sorting that out. From what I've read, I haven't ever seen like a, I don't know what's definitive about that. 
Um, but I guess to get back to what I was saying, I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of it. And, um, you know, there's, there, there's something, there's something to be said about having, um, you know, something, something tangible, right. That's, that's actually plugged into my router that is, that is contributing capacity to the Tor network. And, and I, I really like that. So it's, um. I feel that, you know, when I get on there and look at ARM and see the traffic going over and see what it's doing, I, I, I feel that, I was like, man, that's, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't even really care. Um, it's, it's, sometimes it's like, I'm happy that I'm helping somebody out that's on the end of this, that's a Tor user and on some end, but a lot of the time it's just, you know what? Good. This, this is, this is, this is a, a, a long, nice, cathartic fuck you to, to the people that, you know, have a problem with, with anonymity and privacy, so that's that's kind of my uh, that was the motivation. Yeah, that was the motivating factor, and so and so you know uh, that was I, I already have been doing crypto parties since uh, for for a while. Yeah, a little over a over year, a I guess. Year. Yeah, and um, you know, so yeah, I was like, uh, there's a topic, right? Let's let's just run tour relays. I think I think like a month ago, about a month ago, when I decided to do that, some news about tour had just come out that was like they're gonna. Oh, I think it was something like. Um, you know that's that can be reason to to get a warrant or something or or yeah, something yeah. something like that right uh -huh. and um and so i was like yeah fuck it let's all make tour relays you know i i just yeah you know what was the turnout like and what was the response there was Tonight, uh that's like 10 people 10 15 yeah. i mean like I, I had 15 rsvps and um uh, maybe like 10 people 10, yeah. 10 12 there I, I don't know uh a good number of regulars but i had like three new people um, you know, I'm uh, super busy in between my job and a dog that weighs almost as much as I do trying to take care of everything. And, um, Mr. Chin knows about that. Yeah. Oh, he's not here. He's not here. Sorry. I, I thought you could give commentary on that. No. But, cool. uh, yeah. Um, so, so I haven't, I haven't been able to maybe to publicize enough or I was just wondering what the interest is and, and, and how it was received as far so as So the people, people were that were there, it. there were some people there that I think were pretty stoked about, about doing it. And it's the, the difficulty is that trying to explain to somebody who has never done it before, how to flash Raspbian light to a, to a, to a micro SD card and put it into a Raspberry Pi and configure it properly and then forward ports on your router. Um, at the end of the day, after everybody's tired from work, that's that's a, that's a hard sell. Yeah. Well, because because a lot of us support what Crypto Party does. Yeah. 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 But the focus of Crypto Party is for the the uninitiated, and so that seems like it'd be very very difficult thing it's, to sell. Yeah. So there's, I think I think lately I've been ex trying to experiment a little bit maybe with what that focus is. And I know that, so I, I want there, so the, the, the fundamental thing is I, I always, always want that there to be that place where somebody who's not initiated can come and say, like, how do I get started? And I always want that to be there. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I want to, there, there are people that are more technical people, but, you know, that you would assume, oh, well, you're an IT guy, you must know all about Tor and stuff. No, most people don't. Most people that are in IT don't know anything about this stuff. There are a lot of security people that have never run a relay or never used Tor. There are, there are developers, there are programmers that don't know shit about security. And that's that's sad, and that needs to change. Um, and I don't think CryptoParty is, is the venue for changing all of that, but, you know, um, if, if, if there's... 
if there is a meetup or if there is a real life event that you should be able to go to to talk about setting up a tour relay, I think Crypto Party would be it. From yeah. from my understanding of it, I mean, <laughs> there we I I want to I want to help the people that are just getting started defend themselves, and and I want to help the people that already know something about it and have been using Tor and using PGP and using all this stuff to be able to go on the offense. You know, I mean, it I, I the. I thought before, you know, maybe it needs to be two separate meetups, and and that might be better if I had the time and uh, you know everything to to get that together. But as it is, I, I just do my best to kind of, you know, <laughs> here's a here's here's a ton of information. Non technical people, like, don't worry, you're not expected to, you don't have to know this to use Tor. But here's what goes into it, and then you know, I and it's it's I it's a trying to make everybody happy thing, but it's also a um, you know, like I said, there's. You know, I, I have a meetup and it's got like like almost like what two hundred people already yeah. on it, and it hasn't even been that the meetup when Josh was doing it back in the day, uh, it wasn't on meetup, right? So I right. started the meetup page, and um, it's been the meetup page. So meet subscriptions are, are adding yourself to a group doesn't mean that much, you know. But um, but there's a lot of you know the word eyeballs, right, of people there, and and you know I'm consistently drawing out like you know, 15, 20 people, whatever in the DFW area with, with not that much, um, you know, not, not le less publication, less publicity than I would really, I, I would hope that it, I wish that it would have. Right. Right. But, um, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that, I don't know that it'd be better to have like one meetup with like 20 people that, you know, is, is kind of a more general thing or two meetups or two or three or four meetups or something with, with whatever. But, um, well, it, I would also say uh, I think it's primed to take the message as well, not just from the meetup, but out into the community. Yeah. Um, and one of the have you talked with NPC Schwag? No. Uh, he uh, regularly attends the uh, Unix user group. Yeah, yeah. And they're always looking for speakers. I think that would be a prime subject. Yeah. Uh, Tor would be a prime subject to talk it's to the, the Unix users group. First Thursday of every month at the IBM Global Solutions Center in Irving. Okay. Our Coppell. Yeah. yeah. We'll make the introduction with NPC uh, Schwag, and I think... The, Does he come to DHA, or...? Yeah, he goes to DHA regularly. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll meet him next time. I... Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, and, and yeah, that's and that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I, I don't... I guess that's I guess that's part of it, is is it's what good is it doing if, if... Okay, you guys already all know how to use these tools, right? You guys, you know, you people that have been coming here for months know how to use PGP. You know how to use Tor. You know, I, I think that there's, I think that, that there's a reason that they're still there, and 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 I think that's a, that's because they're interested in the topics. They want to know, they want to you know hear what's going on. They want to talk to other people that are interested in it. And I really, really like catering to that, right? I, I like talking to the people that are more, uh, that are a little bit more technical and have you know done a little bit of the, the stuff and and can maybe help, you know, if not push it forward on a bleeding edge technical level, uh, can push it forward on a they're they're in a good position to be the power users that are asking for the more features that are that are that are the the core user base of Tor and of these tools and and that's necessary, but yeah there there does need to be the you know um, uh, outreach the, the average yeah, person yeah. right the average person um, and that's and that's the thing there's the I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to do something for everybody and and that's that's it's a difficult line to walk 
it's it's Definitely. really hard, right? Because it's either it's either going over their head or they're bored, so, right? Yeah. And and you can't, and but that's the people that come and and when you when you have regulars, when you bring in, when, when you start getting that group, mm-hmm. uh, there's always the concern of becoming clickish. So yes, and that puts new people off completely. So how could uh how could someone new get involved in using Tor? Yeah, yeah, or or contributing to Tor? Uh, um, what? Go on. Uh, go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so I mean, obviously, the first the the first thing, you know, is to just understand what Tor is, what it is designed to do, and what it is not designed to do. Um, you know, if you've you know piddled around maybe and used a Tor browser and just understand vaguely that it's some proxy type thing, you know, I think that's where most people are with it. Um, you know, the thing you need to understand is what makes it different than other types of proxies. You need to understand that it is meant to help you be anonymous in a situation where somebody can have, where somebody has a partial view of the network. That's the threat model. Yeah. Um, and under, understand that Tor by itself, if you're really a target by the NSA, it's not going to help you. And to, um, you know, to understand that it's a, it's not like some paid VPN service. Uh, it's it's something that's run by volunteers. It's run. It's I mean, the software is, a lot of the software is, um, you know, funded by different grants and by some organizations, individuals and all that. But but, I mean, it's largely a volunteer effort, you know, and and you have to, you you have to realize that like if, that if, that if you get on online and start looking at, at, at just, just use Tor to go visit a website and like, ah, that's slow. Well, yeah, it's slow because there aren't enough people contributing the bandwidth, right? Um, That's... It's, it's only as good as we make it. And now when I say we, the community, um, everybody listening to this right now knows who what I mean when I say we, the community. Like, the, the people that that understand enough about why somebody would want to use Tor and care about that. So, well, you know, I'll, I'll say, from my, from my experience with people asking me about Tor, uh, Silk Road was the best thing ever to happen for, like, getting people excited about Tor. Because... When Silk Road was at its peak, I had people like almost daily coming to me. I'm like, dude, how do I get on tour, man? Can you talk to me about tour? How do I use the tour browser bundle? I don't know what the fuck this shit is. I downloaded this tour thing and and, and, and I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, well, uh, if you have the Dahlia, right? No, you need to get the tour browser bundle. You install tour, you know, you know, back before they, yeah. you know, Tales. Yeah. was just pushing the browser bundle. And, and it's a great opportunity to talk to people about tour. But the problem is, is that you're saying like people just think it's a proxy. You know what? A lot of people who get on tour for the first time, a lot of these noobs don't even know what the fuck a proxy is. Right. No shit. They're like, they download it and then they click on it and they're like, uh, what's an onion address? I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. You know, uh, I don't know. That's, I feel like there's a lot of people who would be interested in maybe want to use tour. And if you gave them the pitch of, hey, you want privacy? No, you don't give a shit. Let me explain to you. Uh, you know, look, DuckDuckDuckGo has multiple pages about how search engines can completely sell that information and fuck your life So, over. yeah. That's a- Here's my big question about it, though. Uh, as far as Tor goes, uh, spreading uh, use of Tor to the, to the common man, um, it just seems like a really hard sell. I mean... Especially not to yeah. not to go out on a limb here or anything, but I feel like uh, 
for example, like Snowden martyred himself. And for what cause? Like the American people, by and large, have completely, if they ever paid attention to his cause, it seems like they've stopped. Uh, and so why would they even go so far as to utilize Tor as a technology uh, when it's existed for a long time and yet its, like it's, it's adoption uh, hasn't gone very far, I feel like, except for people uh, that are already seeking out those sort of services. The, 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 I completely agree that the people who are already putting every detail of their life on every social media outlet right. um, probably aren't that concerned about privacy. Yeah. You know, um, they can go, yeah, you could say ostensibly it's a noble cause. Um, so support this and go 10 times slower than you normally right. go. Well, see, I, you know, I, most people aren't going to. I feel like the real way to get this to work is the same. It's just like. You can take one argument over here with encryption, a problem with PGP, and you have a grandma use it, and move it over to Tor. It's the same argument, right? There's the, the UX problem, the, the barrier to entry, the why the fuck should I, you know, problem. And my solution to that, I feel, is like, look at Signal and made intent encryption, very easy to fucking use. The only real problem is if you're using iOS and you have another app. It's not integrated into your text messages like it is on Android. Like that's the only real problem with it. There's so many things that it does better, and it's in the background. You don't even fucking notice it. But let cool. me let me throw this at you. The thing about Signal is, uh, it was initially. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess cryptographically how far, but at least in in, in concept, was heavily based on the on OTR. Right. Uh, the axolotl, the ax, you know, the signal protocol was heavily based on OTR, right. and I know you've, I'm sure you've used OTR and Pigeon and, and set that up. Yeah, and 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 these things are are things that are terrible to get, like the same thing as PGP. Like try to get the regular, per, re, the average person to use OTR and, and Pigeon and set up a DuckDuckGo uh, server and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not going to happen. But from that, from that kind of collective desire that people had to have that kind of thing, you know, a core group of people, you know, eventually somebody was able to come out and get it right based on, you know, standing on those shoulders, right? Right. Of people who had, had done that the, the the hard way with the bad UX and the kind of shaky of software. Course, they and then we got signal from that, which is stupid easy to use. Yeah. And so I guess I should I should say that while I love what Tor is doing and I want to support what they're doing and I find it interesting and I like talking about it. I don't think that the future of the truly free internet is Tor. Right. I I think that Tor is is getting at something. And I and, and to me I am I am chasing that thing that Tor is getting at. Well that, that's my point is with Bitcoin, like we've had discussions on Dallas Hackers after hours where uh, is Bitcoin going to be ubiquitous? Fuck no, it's not. I mean, the blockchain it, will. Blockchain, the underlying tech. Right. right. And that's where I feel like developers can come in and make these solutions that are, for example, let's take, uh, say, Signal. You're using, like, uh, Google just announced their fucking new messenger app. Algo? Uh, Algo, yeah. Because fuck Hangouts, fuck Google Voice, it let, uh, Google Talk, and all of that shit. Let's do another thing. It, it, we're doing it great this time. In incognito mode, there they work with Open Whisper systems to use the Signal uh, protocol for the end-to-end -end encrypted incognito mode. Okay, well, 
that's an that's an instance where it's not signal, but it's using that same technology. What I'm what I'm kind of getting at here is, I I think that developers need to have the option or by default using Tor the Tor network as the network for their applications. Facebook, fucking Facebook, has an option now on their mobile app to where you can use Tor with the Facebook app. Facebook of all fucking yeah. companies. Yeah. The anti-privacy company allows you to use Tor with their app. That's what should be done. Well, so, and that'll make it ubiquitous. We don't have to care about Tor. It's but an app. My question app. is, is how do we shift social trends that the average person even wants to seek out these technologies in general? Because at this point in time, it's being used. Dick pics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think, I think this, the, the selling point uh, is we're going about that wrong with that you should be concerned about trying to drive into them. You should be concerned about this. They aren't. Right. And Instead, the selling point, use this technology so you can help those poor people in that repressive country, yeah, Iran or China or wherever. Because yeah. if we don't do this, they can't get freedom. But right. I think that the, the I, I think that's I think the average American people doesn't actually I mean I hate to say this I don't think the average American people when they're faced with that realization I don't think that they're gonna change their daily uh, habits when it comes to their tech use for just twenty five cents a day you can support exactly it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah anonymous person in Iran <laughs> here's a rule about that the average American person the average West the average anybody is it wouldn't leave a burning building if it took more than five minutes of effort right. Well, yeah. so so what I, what I'm asking is is how do we shift that? Does that need to be something that's done on like the 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 people that are actually developing technology, which actually kind of goes against a lot of what developers are trying to accomplish uh, when it comes to monetizing their software? Do we need to just have a bunch of like altruistic developers that are automatically building this technology into their end product? And then it's getting shipped. Yeah, well, good question. It's yeah. it's yeah, a you can still monetize using Tor. Uh, you can still monetize uh, Bitcoin, and no one thought that that was possible in 2009. Right. And now look at it. What, what what I'm saying is is that yeah, take that developer. They want to monetize their app. Well, they can fucking do that right now. The underlying network that you're utilizing to create the the network connections can just be using Tor, and. Oh, fuck it. If they're altruistic, they can use some of their ad revenue to spin up <clears> relays. <throat> the, the, the fact is, is the more people that we get using Tor, the better the network is for all of us. If we had one big app use Tor for a chat, a chat, fucking chat app, the, the, the bandwidth doesn't matter. Um, and, and it's a perfect solution to all of that, well, I in think my opinion. Well, and so, but I want to, I want to try to address what I think he's asking here. Uh, and I mean, not what whiskey's saying, but what he's actually asking. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that, that might have come out wrong. I, I, I love you, man. That's not about that. So. Um, Show you, over. That, so, so, okay. So, so what you're what you're talking about is the is the is one is a point is is one maybe a battle in this. What it, if you want to consider think of it as like a war? That's a battle in a war, right? Get like one big app doing it, but you know, I think the societal shift is going to be. Uh, it's 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 multifaceted, right? I mean, you got to look at the developers and what do they want, the average person and what do they want, um, you know. And and when it, when it comes to developers, uh, and as somebody who does programming myself uh, when I can, right? Um, I I want good tools, right? right. I want uh, let's say I first off first off 
I want something that um, is well documented, has a good API, that I know is solid, and as somebody who cares about security, you know, that, that's been audited, that kind of thing. So as a developer, what I would want is a library that's like, hey, don't worry about it. Just ask me for packets and I will get them to, for you. And by the way, right. it's all anonymous. That's what I as a developer would want. Uh, the average person wants right. convenience. They want they don't want to have to think. Um, and, and I think that if a developer could have those tools to make that, that, that has that, that pre-built library that comes from the Tor project or from whomever, and by the way, they do have a Java, they do have a few different libraries for integrating things with Tor. Right. I don't know how good they are. I have never used them. Uh, but, so there's some effort on, on, on that, but but yeah, you know, Whiskey's uh, killer app for Tor is, it, it's it's gonna happen when, when somebody makes the killer library for Tor and basically makes it to where no developer in his right mind would use anything else because it be it would be stupid to because this is the easiest library to use and it's the most secure it's the one that i want to use because you care because but i when, as a developer but, but care. when your users are going your app is fucking slow i'm gonna go with xyz which users, uses just plain text anything because yeah, the users right. aren't demanding it the users aren't going to the users are once a user starts giving a damn about the technology they are no right. longer a user Right, but what I'm right. saying, so, so what you're saying is Tor, though, has to improve before we can ever see this well, shift. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying that, again, it's, it's, it doesn't even necessarily have to be Tor. I mean, there's also the CJDNS project, which doesn't solve the same problem. It's not yeah. about anonymity. It's about, uh, it's about privacy. Yeah, it's about um, mesh network. Well, yeah. So this has probably been covered in a recent episode of Shadowcast because uh, it was such a big deal. But, I mean, I think one of the most interesting examples of developers building it straight into their into the product uh, has been WhatsApp's shift. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. I mean, yeah. but, but that's, fucking that's Google. Fucking Google's picking it up that's now. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And you've got because they made protocol. a good library. Exactly. Well, they didn't just but, make a good library. It's not publicly available. We can't fucking use it. We can take the source code but, from Signal, but it's it's something they worked with Google. They worked with WhatsApp. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get all of the points here. They made it easy. But there is that shift, and that, and that's exactly what Oz has pointed out. I Trying guess. to but, get people but, to give a damn is never going to be a battle. I don't that, give a shit about no, that no, no, no. But okay. the thing is, they'll accept it if it's if it's better, safer, it's whatever, built and in. has yes. no if, impact on them. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, exactly. from everything I've seen so far, using Tor has an impact. You right. have a latency. You have yeah. it, and so they will never accept your app over XYZ app. Because I think it has a negative it's a messaging impact. app. Because that's a low bandwidth so, application. It, text or something. I, yeah. So yeah, I agree with I agree with whiskey. The other thing is is I think that if you started to build this native to every environment, software environment, uh, which again I think is going to go against some developers' uh, their motive in the end, because as even though you say you can monetize Bitcoin and you can monetize Tor. Uh, it's a lot easier to monetize ripping people's information off. Um, no, no, I'm saying you can still rip people's information off. The app itself can oh, do all of that. Yeah. I'm saying the underlining network, instead of using your the the clear web, are using Tor to do to, to do the exact same fucking thing. It's just getting people on the fucking network, having that traffic on the network. And right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, using that as your network, a sucks proxy built into yeah. it. You know that type of right. thing. Well, and 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 again, I the latency. Oh, go ahead. 
No, so all I was going to say is at the end of the day, I think that the, that the just humans are innately like going to take the path of least resistance. Yep. And unfortunately, privacy is the path of resistance. Yep. Uh, and with that said, even though that we can lead all of these horses to water, we can't make them drink. So until there is some sort of like super, uh, uh, super concerted effort from the developer community to protect the privacy of the user that doesn't care to protect their own privacy, I don't think that we're going to see widespread uh, encryption unless you're using like WhatsApp as an example or like Tor's and like I don't think Tor as an environment is going to continue to get much more robust until as a whole group of people that are trying to fight the good fight uh, start to build everything towards that type of security uh, or privacy um, you know like no offense to my roommate but he's never going to go for that network and here's we, a, need to, yeah. we need to stop leading horses to water and start right. leading okay. them to whiskey then we have no problem with them yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. yeah. here's the problem with tour and ITP and all of those other fucking things is they take the peer-to-peer -peer model and, and they do a great fucking job. But the way that you see like Nutella, Nutella was fucking, not the, not the, the delicious <laughs> treat, the, the peer-to-peer yeah, spread. Yeah. Nutella the, the with a G. With a G yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that was, what was the first client that had Nutella? LimeWire used it, uh, WinMX used it. Uh, Frostwire used it. Lots of fucking applications used the Nutella network, and it was resilient. Why? Because it's like BitTorrent in the sense that where you're sharing and you're upload, like you're you're a part of the network. With Tor, you selectively get to say, "Eh, I don't want to be a bridge. I just want to be a consumer." If you force people to be bridges, although there's networking concerns there, obviously, if you were able to pull that off. That would change the game. That so basically, you have a huge. you have a you have like a reputation, like in BitTorrent, like your ratio matters. Yes. So in in Tor, right. it's like your connection is faster if you relay more traffic. Exactly. That that would be great. And Nutella did it, it here's, has the same system. But here's something but, I I wanted to say about kind of go back to um about kind of the uh, the contrast between something like Signal and something like Tor, is that. With with signal with end-to-end with -end encryption, there is a business justification for that. Like, say the business doesn't care anything about their users, but they care about getting being part of a, a data leak scandal, right? And if somebody finds out that there is somebody was able to easily intercept traffic from their app and like you know screw over their customers, they they get screwed for that. But what is the business justification for a company to offer you anonymity? Like, what I I, I can't charge you. I can't. Why? Where is you're Where thinking is... of the whole solution there being about privacy. I'm saying the app can just fucking pillage your your privacy. Just I understand that. You're saying I, we're talking about two different things now, though. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I mean I'm just saying that I'm just saying that that um, you know there's a I can there's like the pathway for developing end-to-end -end encryption. You're seeing that start to pop up in apps now that are mm -hmm. that are commercial apps, which is great, you know. But the anonymity thing hasn't taken off in the same way, and I think that's because they there is they no. There's no way. There, there's no reason for a company to pay to make a an, an anonymous app when they can't charge you or track you. But no, no. I think one of it is is that that's a selling point for for some is that being unable to be served with a warrant. There's nothing I can do. I know nothing. I know. Okay. Nothing. I have you know. So that that is a selling point. Okay. So that so it's 
So it's the, it's not so much for- It's a CYA. Okay. It's like, I, I can't- I can't provide this information. Yes. I don't know who my customers are. So so what we need is then is a way for us to get money from user our user base without having to know which dollar came from which user. Or something like, like, like we can, we can, we can have a subscription model to something and, and make money doing something. Uh, because I, I would love to see a future that's based on micropayments rather than advertisements, but we'll see, I guess. But, you know, um, maybe that's the way, maybe that's, 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 I think that's a good, that's a good example, right? Um, um a technical question that's been going through my mind through the whole talk, which I could probably Google, but I can't because my mouse froze. Um, <laughs> is it how to unstick your mouse? No, no, but is, um... Because you're talking about the risk of running the exit node. I've, yeah. I've never done that. Um, is there a way to just route all of your exit node traffic through a, a VPN? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, sure. so then you you there's all the risk gone. Well, assuming that your VPN is good, yes. But yeah. that's always well, the assumption with VPN. in Panama. Goes like they don't give a shit. Well, about my the whole rest. thing with that is at that point, if you're going through that avenue, like set up a VPS and have it be the exit node or uh, just pay tour servers and, and have, let them run one because uh, essentially it's just no, but, like, it, but it's an additional uh, variance in the ecosystem. Right. If they're all tour services, exactly, then exactly. you can blacklist all of that. If and, it's all, you know, whatever. Well, you can blacklist it anyways because it's going to be an exit It will node. be, but it'll be one of a one single exit node going out of one single VPN. I understand what you're saying. He's trying to add compared the, the, to I see. roll your own VP. You're not roll your own VPN, but you pick a VPN service. You yeah. mix and match with the average, if not the average person, but the people that are wanting to do this exactly. are are kind of mixing and matching it. It's going to be a lot better than like we talked about at Crypto Party. You know, what uses a thousand Tor relays if they're all running in the same data center? Exactly. You know, I mean, yes, there's some small benefit to that, but it's really hell. It might be faster, but. <laughs> That's that's not the point, and that's and that's the other thing is is that it, it's inherently slow. I mean, you have to. It, it only works because you're routing to different nodes. You're routing to like multiple things that that there's no technical reason to do other than to scramble what's where, and and I I but I don't know. I I feel like if there was a better way to do that, Tor would be extinct by now. Yeah. You know, but it seems to be like bouncing it around. I mean, and mesh. I. I'm a big fan of the mesh network thing, right? Um, and and hopefully, you know, maybe maybe some kind of hybrid mesh network with with some. I, I don't know. I, this is I, I I would probably need to be a lot more mathy to really be able to tell you the, the how that graph theory works out or whatever. But um, you know, I don't like I said. I I I love Tor. I love what they're doing. I'm going to keep supporting it. I'm going to keep trying to get people to use it and to. But but it's not because I think the Tor, as a protocol or as a client or as a as a relay or whatever is the future, it's because it is a stepping stone to what I hope is a future of of anonymity without all the drawbacks. Right. It's, so one of the things that I'm interested in is as far as human behavior goes, and the average user on the internet. You know, we keep talking, or you guys keep talking about like the speed. It's associated, or the lack thereof, it's associated with uh, browsing with Tor. And while, you know, like I agree with you, I use Tor on a daily basis and it is slower, I think that the average user isn't hung up on speed because, I mean, That's when good I, point. I, I don't think they even know, like, if it was already built into it, they wouldn't even know that it was slow. 
look mean, at their fucking computers. Look you know, at their they, they it takes look look how long it takes them to load a page on on awesome cable internet. Exactly. Yeah, it takes forever like because a, of all their damn toolbars and yeah. and their bonsai buddies or whatever they're doing these days. Yeah. I don't know because I don't. I'm not stupid enough to get. But but the average person, hey, like, I love bonsai buddies. And and their phones, their their fucking shitty phones, yeah. like they like, that they think are good and like are slow as hell. They don't they don't care about speed. Like you, we, let's just get them to use Tor and tell them it's fast. Exactly. Yeah, well, okay. Exactly. You know. So that's but that's that is a very good point, right? You want the illusion of speed or the illusion of? I mean, I think that 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 Tor is a quality product, right? But it's yeah. not. It's it's there is a latency, but. You know, and like Whiskey was saying earlier, like a messaging app, like why do I care if if a if an asynchronous message comes a second later? I don't, right? right? And and most and what is the average user who's using these apps on smartphones? What are they doing? It's it's not real time stuff. It's it's checking their Facebook. It's checking right. their messages. It's doing this kind of stuff that they can wait an extra second for. And yeah. they're not even sophisticated enough to know that there's a latency associated with that technology at all. There, there's a lot of UI studies about how many milliseconds it takes for a user to just forget this click through because it's taken too long. Uh, so, you know, I agree though, I, I didn't even think about, it may not be even slower than because of all of their plugins, all of their, all their bullshit. toolbar shit that they're yeah. already going through. It, it, it's a lot slower for me because I, I don't have any of that yeah, I normally go. You're not running a $300 Walmart laptop right. thinking it's the <laughs> best fucking thing ever. So, <laughs> Oh, so, I got me a good laptop. Yeah, so I, I hadn't thought of that. Um, but point. not to stroke our egos, I mean, pretty much everyone here is is not by any means even close to being the average user uh, as far as the yeah. open internet is concerned. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's maybe, I and, and so maybe the, you know, kind of like develop the tools, put them out there and, and see what sticks and, you know, make sure that the, the, the uh, library that... There's, I will say there that, that people are fucking interested in tour. Like you got these shitty Scorpion CSI Cyber, all that bullshit out there where they talk about the dark web and you hear all these news stories. People fucking care. They're interested. They're like, ooh, let me see the tours. You know, like people give a shit about it and they but, don't know why. It's a curiosity but, but thing. But for an average yeah. user, like with, with uh, one of the examples that came to mind was uh, localization. Okay. My mom would freak out if she logged in and Google was Google India. Yeah, 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 no, no, true. You know, so those kind of things. I, I think yeah. the real selling point for Tor would be having hidden services that were worth a shit. Well, and let me, so, to, to, okay, yeah, go ahead. So I think, I mean, to be honest, uh, as weird as it sounds, I think that the if you really wanted to see uh, Tor's user base grow exponentially, the best thing that could happen for uh, Tor expanding um, its population would be an actual oppressive government. Uh, I mean, I just watched a very, very. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Let's just do I'm, that then. Trump 2016. No, no yeah, I'm, but I'm dead serious. Like, I just watched a very interesting documentary uh, called, and this is a great title, but um, <clears throat> it was called Chuck Norris versus Communism on Netflix. And it was about <laughs> nice, and it was about the distribution of VHS uh, in. Uh, it wasn't Romania. Um, this is one of the Eastern Bloc countries. Uh, the distribution of bootleg VHS is during the 1980s. Um, and at first, like, nobody really cared, but as the government got more and more oppressive, the distribution of VHS grew exponentially. And also, the number of VHS tape players uh, 
that were in the country as they started getting imported more because it was some sort of way that the people could sort of protest from within their own homes. And I truly believe that if you actually looked at the number of Tor users based on how oppressive a government is in 2016, you would see that those countries that have more oppressive governments are going to have a lot more sophisticated Tor user base, definitely yeah. compared to Americans. Well, we don't. I mean, we we as the the nerds, right? We we see we see an invasion of privacy as a tangible thing, right? We see the cookies in our browser. We see all this kind of stuff. They're real things, right. but they're completely invisible to everybody else, and they don't. This 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 boogeyman of the NSA or this, of, of of being tracked and all that. It's not a real thing to them. Like they they acknowledge that it exists, but it exists like in the way that you know. I don't know. Name any other, any other impending doom thing that only smart people know about is happening, right? It's the same kind of problem, um, yeah. and so yeah, you can make an, a more oppressive government to do that, um, but people aren't. Yeah, people aren't going to care until they feel it. And with something like with privacy, you know how we care about it, and 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 sometimes I honestly think, you know what? Screw the end user. Screw the regular person. They're not gonna care. I don't care. I'm just gonna help myself, and I'm gonna make sure my family's fine, and just you know stake out my little fortress in the in the in the, the sticks, and and say screw it, you know, because I so can now go. You're a prepper. But now I'm a prepper, and, and you know what? Sometimes I am totally okay with that, right? So prepper. But I've been crypto, called that. Crypto prepper. That I've been called that too. Um, but but to me, the real goal is the ultimate fuck you. Right, right. To, to to troll the people who are who are pulling the, this bullshit with the capital B bullshit, right? Um, and and to do that, we need our our end user lackeys to help us orchestrate this on a colossal scale, and they don't have to know about it, right? We just need to make like a fart app that goes through Tor, <laughs> and then and is a Tor relay, perfect. and they'll perfect. fucking install perfect. it. They don't give a shit. Perfect. Like they'll install it. You know, yeah. or or like It'll spin up another uh, side stage. You have it, <laughs> or like or like boobies of the day. Yeah, it goes through tour and it's a relay, and it, like it'll say, I you know, never mind. What? Sorry. No, what? No, no, it's, it, it's, a, it's an app that shows you birds. A, oh, <laughs> boobies. Oh, <laughs> yes, for the for it's the, also uh, the Audubon type. Yeah, for the Audubon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's and that's that's the kind of thing. I mean, there's 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 a lot of different ways of looking at it, right? You can look at it as a, an us versus them thing. You can look at it as a as a uh, uh, getting people to care thing, or you could look at it as a you know putting the hiding the vegetables in with the candy or the the I don't know. I, I don't. Do they do that? Do they put vegetables in ice cream or that's you know, what do they do? It's like. What do babies you, you, eat? You, I don't you, fucking you, know. You, you grind up the <laughs> zucchini and the uh, mushrooms and you put it in the spaghetti. That's how you get Spoken your like stuff. a true dad. <laughs> this man has experience. But see, I think I think that the unfortunate fact is that as as far as uh, the 2016 American society goes, uh, we're starting to be almost conditioned to feel like openness, uh, not openness in as far as like what we talk about in like. Uh, open development and stuff but like openness for our own lives and openness of privacy is a good thing i, th I feel like the american people and people internationally are being conditioned to go ahead and yeah it's like it. the julian assange no. thing where yeah. transparency everywhere type thing the, 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 well the uh, transparency society and i i understand i'm not saying i agree with the arguments but i understand the arguments in that if we all know how fucked up each other are 
well, we're not going to feel better. so bad about ourselves. Yeah. And, and there's no way to blackmail you when, yeah. So that's my neighbor and I, his neighbor. Yeah, that, and that's, that's and, and I understand too. that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I'm sorry. I think I was talking over him, but his mic's or his audio oh, so, compression is. So there. I was going to say that as far as that goes, that's almost like a, a utopian transparency that where, yeah, we are bearing, every single person is bearing, oh, this is how fucked up or how great my life is. On all levels, and, but there's, but there's, but it, yeah, it's it's utopian. It's utopian, you're right. Yeah. It's utopian because the power will become those who can withhold the information. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm worried about. It, it, the, 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 there's that whole promise of the utopia, but where it's a it's a, a literal digital. Dystopia. So it's like an all or none thing, right? I mean, either everybody has privacy or nobody does, and if there's if, right. if it's anything in between, there's a there's an imbalance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, and so, I'm okay with that. So, I mean, and as far as like uh, uh, Facebook goes um, and different things, because I think Facebook's the uh, best, like, is the epitome of just airing out or going ahead and checking your privacy at the door. Um, yeah. You know, there's the famous quote of uh, Zuckerberg early on talking to one of his confidants about how Facebook was growing and. He even talks about how these people are volunteering their privacy to him. Yeah. And he said, his buddy was like, well, why would they do that? And he was like, I don't know. They trust me. This is in quotes. Dumb fucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and I think that that sort of like epitomizes like the people that are in power for our privacy that we are go ahead and volunteering to them. Uh, they're using it. Uh, I mean, and I know you guys know this, but so, but how do we get the users that are going that are have already volunteered so much to step back and realize that they've stepped too far and now need to? Well, yeah, it's when you, when you well, fuck them. Well, no, yeah, you fuck them. No, you, 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 you uh, the, the uh, I, I think what they need to do is not step back and say, "Hey, I've given too much." It's to actually do a intelligent, a well, an educated risk analysis. Because honestly, I use Facebook. I communicate with family sure. and mostly bands that uh, we're friends with. And my postings are some political, because I am political, but mostly food porn, because I cook a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really don't. I, I feel the benefit I get from this communication with the friends and family right. outweighs the privacy implication that the NSA knows what I ate for dinner. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but not that might not be the case for everyone. You know, it, it may be there are people who are a lot more political and in detail, and maybe have outlier. I mean, I, I'm somewhat of an outlier being a libertarian, but I'm not a anarchist or right. a Green Party or something that's even further out. Are doing so, illegal shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. People who post pictures of Bud, <laughs> you're fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiots. Like they might not arrest you for that, but when you get arrested, yeah. then you've got no case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there. There's one thing where people like to be social, and that's all good. Um, well, maybe maybe ultimately the thing that you want to give people isn't privacy, it's choice. Yeah, and you know, Give choice. them the, say, like, if you want to have privacy and anonymity, it is super easy. If you don't care, that's fine. Yep. But, like, you, it is a choice. It's not a choice between easy and difficult. It's a choice between anonymity and privacy or not. Well, well the problem is a lot of people... Like, it's a whole Google Plus thing is a great example. No one fucking uses Google Plus. The only people who use Google Plus are a bunch of geeks. Minus Torvalds. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. See? 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 Only yeah. geeks use Google Plus. And only geeks are going to use fucking Tor and shit like that. 
I can't get I, anyone in the family to have Google Plus, uh, even though it was like better for privacy. But there's a part of me that wants that. There is, there is. I, I admit there is a part of me that wants this treehouse up high up that you can only get to if you're this elite person course, who understands. Like I think we all have that little innate desire. Have IRC, so don't and there's, worry. <laughs> and there's always that. There's always that desire there, and and I, I want there to be a place that. I don't know. Like there, I think that I think the issue with this is that it's a, it is a cognitive dissonance on an individual and a societal scale. Internally, it's is it a fuck you to the government? Is it a fuck you to the companies? Is it me wanting to help end users and, and people that want privacy, or is it just I want my voice club? I don't know. It's all of those things. But the only thing that I can do is say, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go and either help people use it, or I'm going to develop the software for it, or I'm going to donate to it screwed at the end of the day the world is better off with these tools than without them and i think but that's kind of what it yeah comes yeah, down to so me. What, i mean i mean i hate to say it but as far as like developing goes i would i wish that we lived in a world where you actually had to opt out of privacy for like whatever yeah, yeah. piece of software you're using instead of opt in for it which seems like that that's yeah that's i wish that too of operation and, but what company you know, is going to do that? What's the business justification for Facebook letting you opt out of, like, they can say, hey, we're not going to, until you go check all these boxes, uh, we won't track anything, we won't advertise to you, we won't profile you, you have to go and selectively enable it. Like, what business justification do they have to do that? I yeah. totally agree with you on that. I mean, there there isn't one because what they, I mean, what their whole business model is on exploiting individuals' privacy. I mean that's that's where it all comes from at the end of the day. That's what but, everyone's business model is. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, that's look just the way that advertising on the internet works. That's not advertising. I'm talking like let's all push for um, just big data. Big data sure. is your data, and that's worth money. The uh, analytics here, that's put on your data. Here, is here's an, here's something that you know I'm. You know me, I'm not a conspiracy theory right. type of guy. Um, but one of the band members uh, tonight I was talking with, he lives uh, in New York and uh, was talking about um, he's a registered Democrat. Not that he's, you know, he says he feels he has more leverage in that than, than in the Republican Party. Right. And if he's not registered as one of those, he can't vote in either of the primaries. Exactly. So that's that's what he does. Um, <clears throat> he was called three separate times during this primary season, asking if he was specifically asking, are you voting for Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Right. And he felt it was a fishing tip because he went to, uh, to go vote. Yeah. And he was on the uh, delisted even though he had a voter registration card and it was it was delisted he said there were uh, like a hundred thousand people in New York yeah that this happened to hmm well so so the thing is been at DHA and you know my my experience with yes, phone banks I know what you can do yeah but, but but as far as what this so how would you know that this person is right well, no exactly so maybe social media Maybe these kind yeah. of things is so it's being used for even maybe more nefarious things than just advertising. It could be completely changing uh, the know, political goal. spectrum. That's yeah. exactly what you were talking about at DHA. Yeah. How, how you can shape well, you were entire... talking about the phone banks specifically. Well, but... that was an example of yeah. what you can do. Yeah, but, I mean, if you you have you have the power to shape a society if when you shape the information, right? When you when you can 
you know, like, like, like call somebody and just harass them for two seconds. I mean, like, at, you know, maybe for every each individual, that won't be that big of an impact, but statistically over a lot, that is. Yeah. You know, I mean... The, the, the example was a, a robo-dial that fucks uh, a candidate over, like the Nazi that support... Or not, the, yeah. the white supremacist that supported Trump that reflected negatively on Trump. He actually lost that state. That that could be something that could be done, and then and intimidation and voter records you can acquire. I gave the example of a voter database uh, through phone banks scraping that information out, but you could do it by you know I gave in in the episode of Shadowcast where we talked about it a list of states that give out the entire voter database. So it's a fucking searchable database yeah. online, and that's not that's just voter database. You can go on Facebook. Do some uh, said, algorithmically determine. Oh, this is a Republican. Facebook, Facebook knows exactly all their members' political enemies. Yeah, because you have a fucking field where you can specify. And your, even if you uh, don't, even if you don't, they you know by they know. what you like and yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, you you tell them you 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 tell them that like I like this sandwich instead of this one. They're like, oh, totally a gay Republican. <laughs> there is a that, 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 that's that's the uh, Family Guy ending there. Yeah, yeah, totally a gay Republican. There is a so there is a test. Uh, there's a thing that psychologists do when they're pretending to be scientists. Um, <laughs> that's I forget what it's called, but basically uh, I forget what it's called. But but it's this test where it asks you all these weird questions that are that are seemingly unrelated to anything. And based uh, MMPI, the the MMPI is what this thing is called, and answer all these unrelated questions. These questions that, that like, oh, I like sunny days, or or I've been feeling more whatever than, and, and like they can just that like based on all the all the research they've done into this, they can figure out so much about your personality and and like like very specific things like childhood abuse from like just a few questions that have nothing to do with childhood abuse and. If I were Facebook and a jerk, um, I, that's redundant. that's redundant. Yeah. Um, yeah, if yeah. I were Facebook, I would have I would be developing the same kinds of things to say, oh, you like Metallica and you like uh, you know spray cheese and yeah. you were you checked into uh, this specific Chipotle the other day. Oh, I guess you're a lesbian. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like they. That's a thing, right? No, no, it's a thing, yeah. And 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 I mean, people well, people don't realize that. Even they know they won't care. They feel like it's a lost cause. But but I mean, the thing is, like, I guess. But but the only thing where it has leverage, going back to the transparent society type argument, the only place it has leverage is if you're ashamed of being a lesbian and you don't want anybody to know. Right. Otherwise, if you go, you're a lesbian. <laughs> yep, sure am. Yeah, you know. I am. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> what. 2016. Yeah, there you go. Um, Which, uh, the, the, uh, is it appropriate, you think, the, the joke before the whole uh, show? I don't know. Sorry, not the, the joke, the, the, the news story, the, uh, about Tony Romo being arrested in North Carolina. Yeah, why is that? Uh, for using the men's bathroom. Put up. <laughs> um, so kind of some things that you can, I think that are really good is uh, don'ttrackus.us. It is a website that DuckDuckGo put is together. Is it don'ttrack.us or don'ttrackus.us? Don't track, oh, so yeah, don'ttrack.us, okay, so don't track you. us. Yeah. Uh, it's a good website. Also, I would recommend the TED Talk from Eli uh, Paris, Paris, 
whatever the fuck. But the name of the TED Talks is uh, Beware Online Filter Bubbles. That yep. goes into this whole thing where Facebook knows your uh, political affiliation and your newsfeed. You can have a hundred people and 50 of them are, are conservative and, and 50 of them are liberal and you're conservative it's going to start filtering out the liberal and the only person that you're going to see are conservative so it's a hive mind bubble that needs to be popped google does that with search results based off of your account history and localization and it's good because it's relevant for you but it's also not it, it's true. a it's a non-selected is yeah. there a search engine think, that reverses this to where, like, if you're a liberal, it shows you nothing but, like, the most hardcore conservative <laughs> yeah. stuff? Yeah. That like, would be amazing, there actually. Would, that'd be good. Smoke coal but, every day. But the, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of concern for this, just because people are already self-selecting. Right, right. You know, it is, is uh, before we would have, I was just having this conversation today, um, a town would have one newspaper. A big exactly. city might A big city might have two. But you had to cover everybody's concerns, which meant report the news, have an opinions page where people had civil discourse, or somewhat uncivil sometimes, right. but still discourse between differing viewpoints. And now nobody does that. I'm a conservative. I watch Fox News. I'm a liberal. I watch MSNBC. And they reinforce I like Twitter. Them. I watch CNN. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that. I disagree with that because I'm a testament of the internet and that lack of a bubble. If that bubble would have existed when I was a teenager, I would be a fucking pastor in a church right now. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I took a dramatic shift in my life because I had this no, 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 no. That, resource. That, that, that bubble, it, well, I had this conversation as well. That bubble exists because you're only going through Google or through Facebook, through mainstream. Right. Just like this bubble of whatever through new, the one of the biggest comments I get from people who, for the first time I've ever gone out of the U.S., is, holy shit, what these people see is news. Right, right, right. Because they actually report news. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen as much Al Jazeera English versus yeah. Al Jazeera America is a great example. It's, well, difference. when you're having to go to a Saudi prince for actual news, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But, um, no, but it's, it's the case. They actually go into factual events and, and um, I don't know. Where the hell that was going? No, I, you're going into the, there's a way to pop the bubble, but but the thing was is that that bubble. But you I use Google. I use social network when I was. But a teenager. you were curious. You would continue to go. You would you would you were you would look for it. Yeah. A lot of these people won't. Even if that didn't exist, they won't. They'll find their little niche, and they'll just become. It's people want be harder. People though. just want to be comfortable. They don't I know. Want to be but challenged. Be your point is that the people that the people that I would like to help, I can't help anyway because they don't give a shit. Like I can, I can say, look, like, you know, you you should care about this thing, and they're like, I don't care, and the fact that they don't, the fact that their search engine isn't showing it to them isn't going to change shit, right? Well, that that whole John Oliver with Snowden, yeah. The only the way you can make, yeah, dick no. pics. That's the only way you can make them care. Uh, and I don't should, think should the government see your dick pics? Should the government see your dick pics? I keep hearing that that dick pics is the thing to get people to care, but I haven't ever heard a regular person Damn, say, I got you. Uh, Tinker and I, we're at a bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we, we start hanging out with this couple. We spend the rest of the night drinking with them. The girl, she's all about Indian encryption, sold instantly, because she's thinking in her head about all the fucking pictures she sends the dude. The dude's like, bro, I don't give a shit. I don't have anything to hide. I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong. And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, 
So Snowden admits that when they were doing the interceptions that there were people there that actively were like, oh, look at the tits on this girl. You know, like they would do this. Now, imagine if those tits were hers and, and I'm the NSA agent and I'm looking at her, you know, like, like, and he's all like, okay, how do I get signal? I remember this conversation. I remember Tinker talking about this and that's, and that actually stuck with me because I think that's a, that was one of the few times that I've heard somebody say something that I think it actually used effectively. And that's, that's, there are people that, uh, what Tinker said was, don't worry about, like, like, yeah, they may not care about themselves, but what about the person next to you, you know? Like, do you care about your, your girlfriend, your kids, you know? Do you want your... You, know, you may not want your kids in the dark net, but at the same time, like, how w- would you prefer? <laughs> you may not want your kids on the but dark net. I know. I think there should totally be a core for kids outreach thing, but that's another. Well, that's that. Core <laughs> for kids outreach just has a mental picture. Of this. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> it is totally you... legit. It is. It is a. It is a well, how to how to how to not how to how to be in control, right? How to not. Dude, this uh, doesn't end well because no, 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 no. It is a, it is a thing for like it is. How do you get we all did the hacking. We all did the hacking bundle. The humble, the humble bundle so, no, hacking. No, no, we all did so, that. It has the girls' guidebook to privacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, I've seen that. Um, so one of the interesting things, uh, I'll just step back into this. I was AFK for about five minutes, but um, more like twenty. The, yeah, it wasn't twenty. Um, yeah, I've been <laughs> AFK for like an hour. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been photoshopping hey, pictures of Mr. Chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering what happened to you. I thought you went to bed, Black Man. Uh, but, no, I think one of the uh, interesting things is I spend a lot of time doing education for, uh, like, it's like entry-level web development for middle school kids and uh, high school kids. But uh, one of the things I always teach my kids in a five-day class is I at least introduce them to the concepts of, like, Tor Network. And give them the runabout. I'm obviously not showing them how to get on like, like dark web or anything like that. But just explaining to them what it requires. And one of my questions is: is do we need to wash our hands of the generation of 20 to 50? And now that my grandmother's on Facebook, 80 something year olds, and now try and start with the next generation and and trying to teach them that privacy is something that they need to protect and value. Uh, it depends on resources. Yeah, so yeah. I think that, I think that kids. I mean, I hate to say it, like kids these days, but kids these days are much more sophisticated <laughs> when it comes to technology than yeah. even we were. When we, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I would agree that they can use more apps than yeah, the yeah. previous generation. Yeah, we've had that discussion. Yeah, but but it's, how it, it works. It, it's a lot like you know, in the early days of car modding, uh, you would have the hot rods, and everybody knew how to work on their engine, their carb, their everything. Now nobody does that unless you're a mechanic. Yeah. Mostly, if you you don't even change your oil anymore. I used to change my oil. Yeah. Like I'm not for 15 bucks. I'm not changing my oil. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So most people don't. And and with everything being computerized, I don't even know how half of my car works. Right. Um. My kids, well, probably some of them because I supported the whole network and did everything, but they don't know anything. They know how to use apps. They yeah. have no idea how any of the technology works. And the grandkids now, mm. it's um, if you know if they can't get to a YouTube video it's you know the internet's down that's all they understand the internet's down yeah see i not to be a counterpoint to that i see kids asking me really really uh complex questions really early but on. you're also Maybe. 
but, but it's confirmation bias because you're teaching kids programming. So yeah. there's an interest that previously exists there. There's always going to be geeks in every generation. Yeah, you're tapping into the geeks of the, you know, the whatever they're going to call younger than millennials, whatever the fuck that's going to be. Because because before yeah. the only reason you used a computer was because you were a geek. Yeah. Now. But now you have a computer in your pocket. Everybody has a computer in their pocket. Computers the are the cool average now. age of the first, uh, I just read today, it's 10.3 years now, the average age when you get your first smartphone. So, so you have a computer in your pocket, you're using it from early on. It doesn't mean they understand shit of it. Most of them don't. Where before you were only attracted to it because you were a geek. Yeah. But, now, there are geeks still, but everybody uses it. So yeah. that's so that's kind of it. In some ways, sort of reinforces my argument, and in some in some ways is uh, in opposition to it. But one of the things that's interesting to me <clears throat> is the kids that were interested in this stuff for our generation were truly more of the traditional oh. sense of like the geeks. And now I'm teaching kids that are trying to figure out how to schedule my class that they're involved with around their football practice and their lacrosse practice and you have like the traditional sense of jocks coming in and they have almost as much representation if not more than what would be traditionally your geek demographic so oh, that's what kind of questions that's very encouraging hey yeah. what kind of questions are they asking you i mean i've had i've had kids to just point blank ask me like hey what is the tour network and i'm like oh you're in like seventh grade uh, you know, um, we'll get. I'll I'll spend twenty minutes talking about it. You know, like that's yeah. not really helping uh, helping us uh, get better at JavaScript. But since there's, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but since there's an interest in it, like it's I'll, more useful. Yeah, I'll totally, Tor- I'll, I'll totally go, go over it. You know, and like so was your was your explanation like Tor? Oh, that's it's this whole network of people that can't use any of the sites that you're going to be building. <laughs> no, because yeah, it's JavaScript. No. <laughs> it's, it's not. No, because it's all Node. Don't worry. No, but yeah. So more of what it comes down to is just like I truly give a fundamental like sermon. I hate to say it like that, but it, it is me preaching. That like, look, guys. Hashtag preach. Yeah, privacy is something that's to be valued, and you guys need to protect your privacy because. Uh, it's fleeting in, in the 21st century, you know, and it's- Fucking Google goes out to local schools and gives a, a like a full, uh, like any school in the country that wants it, they will send a Google fucking, at least a couple of people out there to go and give a full like multi-hour talk to the kids about their privacy online and keeping themselves secure. And it's Google. <laughs> yeah. It's Google. Where, oh, that's where was badass. It? That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Where was it that just passed a law that uh, if you're a parent, you have to get your child's permission to post pictures? Oh, oh. whoever it is, it's awesome. Was that France? I remember. It might have been. That sounds, sounds like that sounds, sounds French. French. That sounds French. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, but I think yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that's super interesting though is just that, uh, and so I'm in an area that's uh, it's 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 not your average American town. Um, and so, and I'm teaching in not your average American teaching environment. Uh, my after school program is directly funded by the Smithsonian Institute. Uh, so that's given a little bit too much information as far as tracking me down and who I'm working with. But, but 
so yeah i'm i'm in a super special use case here <laughs> but what's super interesting though about it is that we have parents coming in to our after school program and like oh like we would love for you guys to do an online security thing for our kids and for us and then as the parents are asking questions with their kids in proximity because it's after class the kids then turn around and ask much more educated questions than the parents can even begin to come up with uh let alone even consider asking him first you know like it's just it's just super interesting when you have a 12 year old it's just so much more uh uh just well spoken and uh you know versed in the language of technology than even their parents that are the ones that are wanting this class in the first place you know uh, i feel like once you get the conversation started with kids they they're very in tune to carrying the conversation forward. And then, and then you have the, the average American city with the average American students that post on Twitter in response to the Mars rover picture of the sun coming up over the Martian desert saying, I didn't know Mars had its own sun. Oh my yeah, god. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well shit, let's go back to the holiday episode, the holiday scams episode of fucking Shadowcast. <laughs> Black <Magic. laughs> You, you remember how many fucking phone numbers I found on Twitter like that from fucking idiot kids. And we even talked to one of them. And she was 18 years old, so she's technically an adult. But holy shit, was she fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I even went on the Shadow System Twitter account and retweeted her tweet about the phone number. And tweeted her in the episode link. And she retweets the episode. Like, like... Hashtag ThoughtCon. <laughs> so what you're saying is she doesn't even. She doesn't even. She doesn't even. I can't even because she doesn't even. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, it, but there's there's both sides to all of this. Yeah, and there there are both sides to all of this, and I'm not trying to like hog the airways, but I will say before I moved to my current location, I was working with a nonprofit for two years where we focused on like super inner city and uh, Appalachian kids that the disparity that they face compared to the kids that I'm teaching now uh, is uh, is basically not in day as far as the demographics go, especially from a socioeconomic standpoint. And yet those kids were even asking super sophisticated questions, uh, which gives me hope for the future. And that's why I ask, should we wash our hands, Pontius Pilate style, of the generation that exists between 25 and 80 years old and just try and start fresh with the next generation with our kids or the kids that are in fifth grade right now. I don't think we should wash our hands, but I think that there is a definite, uh, it's it's very clear where where the bulk of our resources should be going. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, so if some if some like 90 year old dude comes up to me and is like, hey, how do I just get on the damn uh, hidden wiki? I I, 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 I want to be the guy that shows him how to get on the damn hidden wiki. Okay? But that's not gonna be a lot of them, but but I, I think that our arms should be open, right? We should be <laughs> We should be open to to and there should be outreach to to, to older to, to or, older or, or less technical or, or people that for whatever reason I, I i think that something to understand is that for for people that were alive they were in their 20s when when tor became became a thing tor is just this software project but if yeah. you're a little kid it's part of the world yeah but, right I, I think you bring up stating it that way that 
core is a software project. Uh, to Oz's question, we don't teach them the technology. We don't teach them this. We teach them the lessons we've learned and the mistakes that we've made. Hit, quote, history. Right. Um, but because everything we're going to do is probably irrelevant to the generation that you're talking about. Yeah. It, it What the world will be when they become our age, Shit, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. We have no idea what that world's going to look just like. Looking so we just teach them. Ago. Yeah, we just teach them the lessons we've learned. They may or may not be relevant to them, and the mistakes we made. That's all you can do. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So but that's we all we've ever been able to do since Plato. So I mean, yeah, and that's changed. it's always been. It's always. I mean, every. I remember being, you know, in fourth grade or whatever, and hearing like, "Oh man, you kids are so smart with computers." You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's always going to be a thing, right? I mean, like, at some point, like, we're no, going to be... No, when I was in fourth grade, there weren't computers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You, you geriatric fuck. Yeah. Show <laughs> me how to get on that hidden wiki. Wait, uh, so when were you in... Wait, wait, wait. There there were computers. When were you in... I, I promise you there were computers. When were you in... No, Not that's... in school. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I guess the point really comes down to is that we need to... Have local meetups for children. We feed them cheese pizza and we talk about <laughs> <laughs> the tour network. What if they keep want them pepperoni? From cheese pizza. Don't cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. Cheese that, pizza. That's only that's, cheese. I mean, minus the whole tour network uh, concentration, you just basically summed up my entire job description. Cheese pizza. <laughs> He, he doesn't know what it means. Oh. That's so great. <laughs> he doesn't know. Alright. Well, my job basically comes down to cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. Show me how to get on that hit wiki. Cheese pizza introduction to programming, and we watch Pokemon episodes at lunch. That's, that's my job. <laughs> Sounds exactly like she's pizza yeah. Holy fucking shit. Oh, we've gone there. So to wrap this all up, um, to kind of tie in with all of this, we had talks of tour, talks of peer-to-peer -peer networks, one that's similar in concept and implementation, I2P. There was a guy who developed uh, a project called Nightweb, he released this on March 31st, 2013, and it was uh, an idea for anonymous social network. So the way that this system worked was that you would be able to post shit kind of like Twitter, kind of like other social networks, but your followers, when you would mutually follow each other, they would retrieve the information using BitTorrent over the I2P anonymous network. What he ended up doing was discontinuing the project one year to the date, of it because no one fucking cared and that's really what we're at right now so no one cares about these anonymizing networks unless cheese pizza is involved so i think that's pretty much summarizes <laughs> what we're all trying to say here. uh especially what i'm a legitimate skimmer man i i care about this stuff yeah <laughs> i need a new job so <laughs> No, you do. You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so any closing statements starting with you, Oz, our cheese pizza expert? <laughs> no, I'm good. That was fun, guys. Thanks. No problem. Black Math, your final words. Oh, I have none. There, there are no words. 
<laughs> uh, Garrett. <clears throat> Tor is not the future, but Tor is the present, and it is a stepping stone to a future of, of awesome, and you should support it. And support that future of awesome by trying to uh, to, 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 to push the, the bleeding edge to... Uh, to cut into the things we really need, which is a fast and anonymous network, but we we use what we have. We we use what we have at the time. We um, we share what we know with the people that are around us, and we do the best we can. And we we can sit around and and do a, a philosophical um, masturbation all day about about whether you know whether privacy is important or who cares or what that what whatnot but but ultimately you look at yourself and and figure out what you can do and what you can contribute and you say fuck it and you do it and don't worry about the haters there we go yeah nice so where can people find out more information about the the, the crypto party dfw or dfw crypto party, whatever <laughs> so it is. so our crypto party is on meetup uh -huh. um so if you just go like if you just go to to your search engine of choice and type Dallas Crypto Party, it's probably going to be the first result. Alrighty. Um, unless it's Kewl, then... Oh, that's, sorry, that, that's a really outdated joke, sorry. Uh, yeah. um, there's a search engine called Kewl that really sucks. But, oh, okay. Anyway. Um, I'll ask Jeeves about it. There you go. <laughs> go to Ask Jeeves. So go to Ask Jeeves and type Dallas Crypto Party and, and you'll find it. Uh, but we're on Meetup. Um, Crypto Party itself is a... It's, it's, it's not an organization. It is a grassroots movement. If you want to go start a crypto party, you do it. Um, just make a meetup page or tell your buddies, hey, we're in a crypto party and go do it. And it's just as official as any other one. So um, it's a, there's, there's no bullshit. It's just go and, and chill and talk about how to encrypt stuff and protect your privacy online and have hopefully free pizza Pizza. Not necessarily, not necessarily, but possibly, but only of the actual culinary of the culinary type. Yeah. Yes. Um, and free beer. There was abundance of cheese pizza and beer tonight. It was the culinary type of cheese pizza. Of course, that's I just exactly what I'm that saying. has to be on record that it was the culinary type. Crypto Party does not support cheese pizza of any other types, um, other than perhaps like drawings of actual cheese pizzas. Rule 34 all the way. Rule 34 of actual cheese pizzas is accepted at Crypto Party. Uh, no, we, we don't really we don't really like to, you know, this is a slippery slope. any other illegal crap unless it's, you know. I'm, 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 I'm drunk, look, just, just go we'll, support we'll, we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Marfo, what's your last words? Unlike Oz, I would say it could be freshly mown, but there should always be grass on the lawn. Oh, God. Amen. This is another great episode. Or, or there should at least be evidence of a of a recent mowing. Yeah. Right? If it's just oh, like an if it's just uh, I'll, I'll, I need the past to stop five minutes now. are really under the shutter for this episode. Alright, well First time. Woo! As always here at Shadow Systems, we encourage you to hack the planet.
Shadow Systems. <laughs>